Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, everybody? Steven and Brandon here. Are you thinking of starting your own podcast? Try Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. And the best part, it's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your pod right from your devices. And they will distribute your pod for you so it can be heard on all platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Now, Brandon, I know you said the best part is that it's free, but I may one-up you here. Guys, you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a pod in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Behind the Glass Sports Podcast. We thank you guys for tuning in. Saturday edition, as per usual, jam-packed show today. We got to preview the Broncos and their next game that they might potentially lose. Um, We got to do pick them. And then, since the NBA season starts next week, we got to obviously give our Nugget season predictions, things like that, how things will shape up for them, and go through all that good stuff over under. I don't know if we have a crumble bet for the Nuggets this year. We might have to have to work something out, but this year I'm not going to bet against them because then <laughs> it puts me in a bad position because then part of me is rooting against them, but then part of me really wants crumble, so I want them to fail. It just doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, you, you jinxed the hell out of them last year. And that. No. You're the you're the worst person ever. My Avs and I, we're on a mission this year. We're going to bring Lord Stanley's Cup back home to celebrate. And we're going to win our, how many have they won? Two? Third, third trophy, I think. They've won two, I think. Yes, three. That's how many we're going to win. Diehards everywhere, like me, are ready and we started off the right way against Chicago. I told you we'd slap them across the floor. And we're going to make the St. Louis Blues black and blue. Make another prediction. Isn't it Ryan O'Reilly? That's it. Ryan O'Reilly. Do it again. See what happens. Avs. I don't know what their hashtag is. Hashtag Avs, baby. I don't know. What I think it's go Avs go. Yeah. Ha- yeah. Go Avs go. That's what we do. <laughs> yeah. That's our thing. Okay. But we got a lot to get to today. We'll start with the Broncos-Raiders game. Obviously, the Broncos coming off another... I knew it. Wait, I hold freaking on. Wait, knew it. Go on you, can you name three Avalanche players? Absolutely. Um, Nathan McKinnon. Landis Gog. Yeah. Kale McCarr. Yeah. Boom. Do you know Landis Gog's first name? Uh, Gabriel. Boom. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, see? Well, die, die hard. <laughs> can you name a fourth? Uh... Donskoy. <laughs> Boom. There you go. You want me to keep going? You want me to list them all off? Huh? You got the roster up, huh? No, I don't. I actually don't have it up. But I am running out of names, so I'm hoping you're not asking me to name anybody else. Uh, I know they got that guy, Bo, Bo Beardham. You know, you know who their, their starting, starting goalie is? Um, yeah. They lost Grubauer. Yeah, Grubauer yeah, is now yeah. in Seattle. Yeah, I saw that the other day. Um. Oh, the other day, huh? You didn't you didn't see it when it happened. That's what I meant the other day when it first <laughs> happened initially. Yeah, that's a that's like a term that we Avs fans 
used to talk about something that happened long ago the other day. That's what we talk about. Like, remember when we won our second Stanley Cup trophy the other day? When in reality, we mean like 20 years ago. That's what we mean. I honestly don't know who their goalie is. No, I don't. I don't. I'm not going to even lie to you. <laughs> I saw Grubauer was in Seattle because I was watching the ESPN highlights, and I was like, wait a minute. Wasn't he an avalanche? I was like, wait, so who do we have? <laughs> yeah, I was... Um... I wanted to see because everyone was talking about Seattle's like jerseys and stuff, and they actually look cool. I actually They're awesome. like, yeah, I, I like the name and everything. Um, but there was, it was on ESPN or the game was on TV or maybe it was a TNT game. I don't know. But uh, the first three, the uh, Grubauer, they had whoever they were playing. I forget who they were playing, but two goals on three shots. I think it was Vegas. They opened up. With yeah, it was game. Vegas. It was Vegas. That's right. And two two goals on three shots. I'm like, whoops. Probably Sorry, Grubauer. Go, so. <laughs> yeah, see, we didn't even need him. We're better off without him with whoever we have now. I don't know his name, but you know what? You shouldn't know your goalie's name because that means he's doing good. Boom. Hockey analysis. <laughs> that's what people come I don't think that's how it goes. That's hockey. That's hockey. You don't want to know your center's off name. Line. You don't, you don't want to know your left tackle's name. You want him to be invisible but still be there and block shots but be invisible looking you don't even want to know who it is that's that's all you want there okay i knew i should have chosen the pittsburgh steelers i knew it i knew it i called it i said the broncos were gonna suck and they did and i'm angry at myself because i could have went up what am i up like 17 now on you listen I mean, if you want to throw in the towel now, I understand. But I'm up eight. I could have been up nine if I would have chosen the Steelers. Nine. But no. I believed in them because you were like, oh, the Steelers are so bad. So, so, so bad. And I was like, you know what? They are. He's, you know, you know what? He's probably right. Steelers are pretty bad. The Broncos should surely be able to beat. 47-year-old Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger looks like C.J. Anderson every time he got tackled. Every time you touch Ben Roethlisberger, he is hurt. He he grabs for something. He's wincing. That's like C.J. Anderson. Every time you hit him, it looked like he died every tackle. He would just get up so slowly, and he looked so painful, and, and there was so much labor getting up every time. And of course... I chose the stinking Broncos, and now I'm sitting here only up eight when I could have been at nine. But shout out to the Atlanta Falcons for taking care of business against the Jets. <laughs> shout out that, to the Chargers. That one was close. That one was care close. Of business. And Buffalo, I told you, statement game. They yeah. needed to shove it down Kansas City's throat, and they did. And Kansas City's in trouble. I mean, yeah, Kansas City's in trouble. They are, they're not even the best team in their division, first off. The Buffalo Bills are the best team uh, in the in the NFL. Um, Maybe I I I think the top three right now is Buffalo, Dallas, and Arizona. I think those are the three best teams right now in the league. Um, I was thinking about this this morning. A Buffalo Dallas Super Bowl would actually be a lot of fun. Uh, so that's kind of what I'm rooting for right now. But the, I mean, yeah, Kansas City is. They're in trouble. Justin Herbert is really good. Mm -hmm. uh, he's right now the best quarterback in the division. Um, I mean, it's just, I, I, I don't, 
Kansas City's offense just does. They're just they're broken. The bro. It, it reminds me of when Denver beat uh, Carolina in, in in Super Bowl Fifty, and Cam was just never the same guy. Now, obviously, I think Mahomes is still great. Um, he's not. He's not specifically broken, although he does have what six interceptions already on the year. Yeah, he's got like eighteen is, touchdowns. So. Yeah, but still, I mean, he he hasn't thrown more than six picks in his career. Well, like, no, yeah, in, he's he's already tied his total from last year. Yeah, which is which is his career high already. So that's I believe that's not good. That, that that's when you have Tyree Kill. Now now here's the thing though, Josh Gordon's interesting when he gets up to speed. That will be that's the guy that could really help them because Tyreek, as great as Tyreek is, he is a little bit limited with his size. So and and you saw what Buffalo did, right? With Travis Kelsey. I mean you hit him early, you hold him for the first five yards basically, and you just you double the hell out of him. And then you just have someone over the top on Tyreek, someone underneath. And he's he's good. You don't really have to worry about him because he's not big enough to really do anything else. So if they can get Josh Gordon going, that's where they can get dangerous again. But other than that, I mean, they don't have a running game. It's uh, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay figured it out. You know, the, there is a book on Kansas City, and if they don't figure out a running game, and if they don't have a, a second receiver. That, you know, like, they're really missing Sammy Watkins. Like, that's the guy that they are really, really missing right now. If if Josh Gordon can be that guy and maybe even better, I think they'll be fine. But they're in trouble. That offense, like, the defense is atrocious. But that offense is a big concern, too. Yeah, well, and I think part of it, in one, now they're, they're running into injury issues, too. Now Tyreek's hurt. Travis Kelsey, I think, is hurt. And then uh, Edward Dallaire is now hurt, too, as well. So I think it's a combination of injuries... But I also think it's a combination, too, is like teams are daring them to run the football. They're saying, okay, we're not going to let you beat us over the top. We're going to play coverage, and we're going to force you to run the ball. And they're just not running the ball. Andy Reid just doesn't want to do it. Um, like They're getting light boxes. It kind of reminds me of the 2013 Broncos. Like Seattle is like, we're going to play zone, because that's what we do. We're going to play coverage, and we're going to dare you to run the football. And then when they did run the football, they were able to stop the Broncos' running game. And so if you're Kansas City, like, yes, you can throw it around the yard, but at some point you're going to have to, Patrick Mahomes is not only going to have to just take what the defense is giving him, and maybe that's the next evolution in his career, is just taking what the defense gives me. And you know what? Maybe we run it three straight times. If you're going to put five, six in the box, we're just going to run it every single time. I think it was Peyton Manning that said it. You can't go broke taking a profit. If that's what they're going to give you, then take it. And then once they change it, you have the weapons to beat them over the top. But listen, I don't know if I think, I still think Kansas city is going to be there in the end. I still think they will be playing for important games when it comes down to it, because I just have that much faith in Patrick Mahomes, but I'm, I don't know right now if they can make it to a super bowl. I think they can still make it to the playoffs easily, but I mean, that defense is wow. I mean, they, they can't stop anybody. And when you have a guy like Josh Allen and that Buffalo offense and all the talent they have, we already saw Baltimore beat them. I mean, you're you're saying, you know, before the year and last year, Cleveland can beat them. I mean, 
they were up on them early this year, right? I mean, they were up, what, two touchdowns, two scores on yeah. them earlier in the, the year? The difference right now is Baker. Uh, Baker is just – he's <sighs> told you I didn't buy him. He's, he's, I told he's, you. He's not bad. It's just he's not great. Josh Allen is great. Justin Herbert is great. And that's why the Chargers and the Bills and Lamar Jackson is great. So that is why, even though, like, I think Lamar Jackson, honestly, is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield, not just a better runner. He's a better quarterback. So, uh, I mean, at least right I'm not now, high on Lamar Jackson, but I'd, I'd agree with you there. If I had to choose between them, yes, I would take Lamar Jackson. Well, and those are the three teams that have beat Kansas City. The, the, well, the, the Chargers two? haven't played him yet, but yeah, the Chargers beat Kansas City. Did they already play? Yep. Did they? Yeah, right? I'm not crazy. I don't. Did they? Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It was like three weeks ago. That, and then they beat Philly right after. Are you yeah. sure? So week one, the, the Chiefs beat the Browns 33-29. Oh, no, they then, did. Yeah, yeah, they, they went to Kansas yeah, City. And, okay. and the, yeah, the Ravens. Right. Yeah, in Kansas City, the Chargers won. Yeah, I remember. Um, so... Those the, the three losses that Kansas City has are to quarterbacks who have lit them up. Baker, not so much. They ran the ball easily, um, but they couldn't make the big plays at the end of the game. Baker couldn't make the big plays at the end of the game. And then the other win is Philly. And Jalen Hurts, he's not a good quarterback. Like, he can get you a lot of points fantasy-wise, but he's not, he's not that guy. So the... The, the Chiefs, you can, the Chiefs are good enough to beat the teams with bad quarterbacks. But right now, if they run into a quarterback that can make plays and make the special plays, they will lose because that defense, that defense can't stop anyone. And when they do need stops, when the offense can do enough to possibly get you a win, the defense can't make the special plays against the special quarterbacks. And and at the end of the day, that's the, that's the issue. They play Washington this week. I think they probably handle Washington pretty easily. Tennessee. I'm curious to see how good Tannehill is yeah, against Kansas City. I don't have any faith there. Me neither. Um, then they got the Giants, so they should be able to win their next three. Uh, and then they got the Packers. So you know, and then the Raiders. That should be a win possibly. Uh, the Cowboys is tough. So, you know, I, I think the back end of the Chiefs schedule is relatively easier. You got the Broncos twice. Uh, you got the Raiders twice. You have the Steelers. Um, and you have, who am I missing here? Oh, and then uh, you got Cincinnati, who, although Cincinnati is probably the toughest game out of those last six games for them. Uh, oh, and then they got the Chargers as well. So the back end of their schedule is relatively easy. It's just... There's three, there's four games in the Packers, the Cowboys, the Chargers, and the Bengals that all have, to me, quarterbacks that can make the special plays. And that's that's a dangerous thing for Kansas City because right now they can't stop anybody and their offense can only be so good. Yeah. I mean, it just goes to show you that even though you have a special quarterback, it's still a team game. You know, you still need talent around you you still need people to make plays and now you're starting to see that maybe that dynasty that we all thought might happen might not be happening as quickly as we thought okay broncos raiders week 
Um, what is the injury report for this game? Obviously, I don't think Jerry Judy is going to play. I think Ronald Darby will be back this game, which honestly, thank God. Because, listen, Kyle Fuller has not been good. He sucks. Not, not at all. Like, I mean, he has just been... Every game, he's given up... I don't, I don't know if he's given up a touchdown every game, but he's given up a big play or and or a touchdown every game. And it's just... He's given up at least two big plays every game. It's it's just bad. And, you know, I don't I don't I don't know what I mean, he was an all pro just a couple of years ago, so I don't know if that was just like a one hit wonder, you know, and he was a part of that Chicago defense that seems to have just been like uh, you know, everything was fitting perfect at the right time and then it just kind of broke apart. I don't know what the case is, but I mean you need some help there because he's been he's been dreadful. Um, Sertan, I think has had his ups and downs, you know, he's had moments where he's looked good. Um, there's other moments where he gets beat, which uh, he's a rookie. So, I mean, that you can kind of expect, um, but like I mentioned, obviously Judy's not going to play. I don't believe is Albert O back this week. Let me, let me check the injury report. Um, let's see, but this game is at, what is that home? We have them here. I just, with all the stuff going on with John Gruden, too, right now, I mean, obviously the Raiders are a mess, and I think they've lost, they've dropped, what, like the last two of the their three? They lost to Chicago. Yeah, same as Denver. Yeah, so, I mean, they, you know, another team that kind of got off quick and then has just come back down to earth a little bit. Let me see what the Broncos injury report looks like right now. So Judy's out. Kareem Jackson is questionable. Melvin Gordon's questionable. Um, Albert O. Oh, Albert O's on injury reserve. Duh. KJ's obviously out. Chubb's obviously out. I mean, I wonder if Mike Boone is going to be available this week. But here, here's where I'm at with this. Um, I think it's a 50-50 game. It's a coin flip. I don't think either of these teams, you know, screams that I'm way better than you are. But at the end of the day, I think this is a must-win game for the Denver Broncos. Um, You're facing a team that is going through so much distraction right now, and they just lost their head coach, and they're already kind of stumbling as well. I I don't see how this isn't like a hot-seat game. I don't know if, if the Broncos lose this game, if Fangio should be fired, but I definitely think that if they do lose this game, it lights it up real hot. Oh no. Yes. Yes. I would say that his leash is now like, listen, you better win like the next two or three games or at least go 500 over a certain period of time. Otherwise you're not making it to the bye week Um, and that's exactly why I don't think the Broncos win this game. I have absolutely zero confidence in the Broncos winning this game. I'm, I'm on the side of the Raiders. Yes. It's a distraction that they lost Gruden, but I think this is one of those situations to where a team can be galvanized and rally together and say, you know what, guys, there's been a lot of crap going on this week, but we have a chance to get back on track, focus on us, everybody's counting us out, let's show them what we can do. And, and the Broncos are just back to the same old, same old, it feels like. Uh, the offense continues to sputter. It's not good. If Teddy's not ahead of schedule... You know, he, he falls back to being an average to below average quarterback. Um, the defense is <laughs> drastically overhyped. 
I mean, and I'll, I'll put myself in there. I hyped them up too, but they are nowhere near as dominant as everyone thought they would be. I wouldn't even use dominant at all when they did play well against those three bad teams. And the special teams is good every game for one blunder, whether it's a return or a big chunk play. And then on top of that, even when they get momentum going, even when they get a stop, even when the offense is moving the ball, oh, there's a holding penalty. Oh, there's Javante Williams spiking the ball and it's a delay of game and now we got to settle for a field goal. It's stuff like that. Oh, it's Fangio letting 40 seconds uh, waste off the clock and he doesn't call a timeout. It's stuff like that, the death by inches, ironically enough, that leads me to have zero confidence in this team. And I'm I'm most definitely going Raiders this week. I have zero confidence the Broncos can win this game. I don't know. Um, even if the Gruden stuff didn't happen, they lost twenty-eight to fourteen to the Chargers. wasn't even that close. They got killed by the Bears. The the problem that I I don't know I the the, the Raiders offensive line isn't great um and that's kind of how the Bears and Chargers beat them they had a lot of pass rush Khalil Mack got got there a couple times I mean has this pass rush been good <laughs> outside of the first three games I mean Von Miller is good I uh, he didn't touch Lamar Jackson. He barely did anything in well, that game. Well, I mean, I, Lamar Lamar is different. He didn't I, touch Ben Roethlisberger. They were able to get they were able to get some pressure on 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 Ben Roethlisberger. It was the big plays that killed him against Pittsburgh. I don't know. I I, I think I think this is a complete toss up. Here, I'll say this: if the Broncos can come out fast and get up like early like actually score on your first possession um which there's probably a 10% chance of happening then i think that it there's a bigger chance that the raiders kind of just lay down and die right whereas if you let the raiders stay around stick around they're going to be able to you know, th- then all of a sudden they get some confidence. They they're like, you know what, we can do this without Gruden. Like, it doesn't matter. You know, they're the offense is good enough. And if if you let a a team that doesn't have any confidence at all, any just a bunch of distractions, I I don't know. This is this is a complete coin flip game. I I really do think it comes down to. Do the Broncos start out fast or not? And and I, I don't know. I, I really don't. Because the Raiders' defense isn't that good either. So, like, I I don't know. This is tough. The, the Bears game really, I think, kind of confuses me. It makes it a little bit more 50-50 because the Bears' offense is not good. They're they're not help they're not really helping out with Justin Fields at all. Um I don't know, man. I this is this is a, a dumpster fire of a game. This is the oh, two, absolutely this is the two dumpsters in, in the AFC West. I'm, I mean it, I'm relying it on that. the better quarterback in Derek Carr, and I'm relying on 
the fact that he has Darren Waller, who's one of the best players in the game. I don't know well, yeah, how the Broncos are going to cover can, him. Right. Can can the Broncos cover Darren Waller? And here's the other thing. If Henry Ruggs is on uh, on Fuller, or Fuller, or Fuller is on Ruggs, that might be a touchdown. And I'm, our, I'm looking at Ruggs and saying, you run as fast as you can because he can't stick with you. And it's over. You just throw it up to him, and, and he'll come down with it. Well, we um, saw last year, too, when the Raiders were here. I mean, was it last year or the year before? I mean, Derek Carr got the ball out of his hands in, like, record pace. I think he almost set a completion record. He had, like, 20-in-a-row yeah. completions. And I think that I mean, they just know how to play this team. They just know how to play the Broncos. And I think they have – listen, I'm not I'm not overwhelmingly confident. that the, I mean, I'm not saying the Raiders will blow out the Broncos – because they're both seemingly look to be frauds uh, with their starts. But again, I'm relying on the better quarterback. I'm relying on the fact that this is a, a moment for that team that can galvanize them. And, you know, we've been in the news all week. We can come together, us versus the world mentality. What better way to shut things up and people up than to go out here and beat this Broncos team on the road, get our season back on track where you have the Broncos who are just kind of like twiddling their thumbs and it's just like, oh, ho-hum, you know, we'll, we'll get them next time. Like, I just, I don't have confidence in Fangio. I don't have confidence in Bridgewater. I don't have confidence in Pat Shermer, for one. Uh, yeah, I, I just can't trust his play calling at all. So, I don't know how you stop Darren Waller. Uh, I think Josh Jacobs is going to play. I mean, the last two teams were able to run the ball at will against the Broncos. So, and one of them was the Steelers, who hadn't had a 100-yard rusher in, like, a year. A year. So, I just, I, I, I have no confidence in the Broncos right now. Maybe I'm overreacting. Maybe I'm jumping to the extreme. I just have to, to see it to believe it with this team. Because they've... All that that small equity that they built through three games has now been completely drained through two games of bad play. It just like that, boom, it's gone for me at least. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you can trust the Broncos, but I don't know how you can trust the Raiders either. Um, I'm gonna go with the Broncos just because they're at home. That's the tiebreaker for me. We shall see. I'm gonna go. Uh, 20 20 to 14 i'll say this if they lose this game they've got uh cleveland next week right oh yeah they're they're definitely going they're gonna they're gonna lose to cleveland well they got cleveland on thursday yeah yeah they're definitely losing cleveland um and then they got washington and then they got Dallas, and then the eagles who actually made it interesting against Tampa. Then they got the Chargers. That's a loss. The Chiefs, that's a loss. The Lions, sure, they can beat the Lions or the Lions. The Bengals, that's a loss. At Raiders, that might be a loss. At Chargers, that's a loss. Chiefs, that's a loss. I have the Broncos winning. If they don't beat the Raiders, I have them winning two more games. Washington and the Lions. I mean, even then, I have zero confidence that they could beat either of those teams because well, Washington yeah, I mean, shows that they can at least be competitive. Detroit, yeah, for crying right. out loud, could have beat Baltimore. They came back against San Fran, yeah. so you can't sleep on them. You know, the, the Broncos are not coming out of this season winning more than seven games. 
I'd be shocked. Oh, I'd be shocked if they win more than five at this point. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Well, I on it, look, if the Broncos lose to the Raiders, they're going to lose to the Browns. I think that's the time. That's the perfect time to fire Fangio. Yeah, I mean. Because because you yeah. have you have an extended week going into that Washington game. That Washington game is at home. Maybe you light a fire under under these guys and, you know, whatever. Let Munchak but, take over. Yeah. Probably I mean, the this, guy you should have hired, maybe. I mean, look, there's a reason that neither of those guys have been a head coach before. I mean, it, we, we talked about this when they hired Fangio. There's a reason why he's never been a head coach, and it's pretty obvious. I, 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 don't, I don't get why the whole league decides to go one way in which teams are getting to the Super Bowl or at least into AFC Championship games or NFC Championship games, and the Broncos are like, nah, we're going to go this way. Yeah, I, 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 it I don't get it three times it worked three times so they think that's the perfect formula and which it the, can work it can it, work in the in the six years that the broncos in the six years that it's been since the broncos won super bowl 50 almost every team has at least tried to go the direction of what teams have been doing to be successful. And what I mean by that is going out and getting a young head coach, whether it's a defensive coordinator, or offensive coordinator, um, and then finding that if, if you do hire a, a young defensive coordinator, you find a offensive coordinator in which who was a quarterback's coach under say San Fran or the Rams or one of those guys. Right. And then what you do is you draft your quarterback Almost every single team in the league has done that except for the Raiders. The Lions had Matt Stafford, so whatever. The, the Lions are the Lions. Um, and Tennessee. And Indy. Every other team has went in, and, 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 and I guess Minnesota is another team. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't I don't get it. I, I don't get why the Broncos make it so difficult. You look at you look at all the bottom feeders of the league that that hasn't made the playoffs, hasn't done anything, and they've all made they've all made the same mistakes as the Broncos. They all have. I, I don't understand why these teams in in the league do not. It's a copycat league, right? That's what everyone says. It's a copycat league, and it's a, and it's it's not it's not nothing against those teams that are copying other teams. That's what you should do. <laughs> I, I I just I don't know. I I I'm I'm pretty sure that you and me could have run the Broncos franchise better than they have the last five years. I'm pretty sure we could have done you, just as bad. So. Yeah, yeah, could have done just as bad. So I, mean, I know, we were, but you know what? Here's the thing: we would not have made the same mistakes. And what I mean by that is, I would rather take a shot at a young quarterback and miss, than not do it at all and go the path that the Broncos have gone. You have to take that shot. You have to look. If San Fran missed on on uh on Trey Lance, fine. But at least they they took that shot because that's what you need to do in order to win. You need a quarterback in this league to win. 
you do. You cannot... It, it is a once in 20 years that you can have a team without a top 10 quarterback win a Super Bowl. You cannot do it. And that is why you see San Fran give up three firsts to go up and get the third quarterback taken in a draft class. That is why you see five quarterbacks taken in the top 15. That is why you go down the list of all the teams and say they have drafted a quarterback in the top 15 of the draft within the last decade. The Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets, Ravens, not really, but they got lucky with Lamar. Bengals, Browns, the Steelers have had Big Ben, so I don't really count them. Houston has done it. Uh, Indy had Andrew Luck and then kind of a mess. I, I don't really count them either. Jacksonville has done it. Uh, I don't know if Tennessee has. I, I, I don't remember the last 10 years if they've tried or not. Uh, Kansas City has. The Raiders. I don't know when Derek Carr was taken. Chargers have. Cowboys got lucky with Dak, but they had Tony Romo. Giants have done I mean, it. Tennessee did the Blaine Gabbert thing too. I think Gabbert yeah. and right. I think there's a Jake um, there's, there's like a handful of teams that have it, and it's more so that they had a veteran quarterback already, or they went and got you know uh, the top quarterback in the free agents class or the available quarterbacks, right? Like you know uh, uh, Matthew Stafford or you know at the time Kirk Cousins or you know whatever. So other than like those specific teams. Every single team has taken their shot. Every single team. Half of them, more than half, hasn't worked out. It just hasn't. And that's the reality of, of the NFL. It doesn't, it doesn't work out half the time. But you know what? Half the time it did. And for the Broncos, and when we look around the league at the other teams who have tried the Band-Aid quarterbacks and, and tried to take the shortcuts, none of them have done anything. Nothing. They well, are over. And when the Broncos did try to go that route, right, with Paxton Lynch. No, I don't even know. That, that, you can't, that is, that is not going down that route. That is not. Um, Paxton Lynch I'll was supposed there. to be, no. I think Paxton Lynch was, yeah. Paxton Lynch was supposed to be a second, third round pick. Yeah, but they took uh, him in the first Drew, round and you traded up and, for the guy. Right, and, and Drew, and Drew was a second round guy. What I'm talking about is a top 15 guy. A, a, a top quarterback in class. No one, uh, give me a break. No one thought that Paxton Lynch was going to be, I, that was one of the worst draft classes, by the way, for quarterbacks going into it. No one wanted a quarterback in that class. And no, other than, I mean, there was the one lucky pick in Dak, and that's it with that class. Well, here's here's what I'm getting at with those. Even when they did attempt to take a quarterback, and I understand it doesn't it like, qualify the right in, in your how you're assessing it, but to me that, that does qualify. But, yeah, they didn't even give them – they didn't give Paxton a chance. They didn't draft him in the right system. They didn't cater to what he, what his skill set was. With Drew, right, he had success under Scangarello, and then what do you do the next season? You relieve Scangarello of his duties. So even when you do semi-go that route, you don't actually fully commit and go that route. So it's just, it's a nightmare. Like I said, I don't, listen, we couldn't have done any worse. We could have done just as bad as, as they have the coaches that have been here that have come through and gone and, and management, whatever the case is, but it is what it is. I mean, and look at the bears. They've done it twice yeah. in four years. Mm -hmm. There's, there is a formula to do it and, and, and doing it the right way. I, uh, I don't know who it was. I can't remember who I heard. I, it might've been Colin Coward. that was talking about the Buffalo bills. 
and how they built their team the right way. They didn't, and, and I don't, it's funny, it, it almost sounded like he was, like, criticizing the Broncos. He, he, I doubt the Broncos came across his mind at all. But what do you, but it was, it was almost like he was kind of, I don't know, backhanding the Broncos in a way, where he was saying the Buffalo Bills did it the right way. They went out and got a, a good young coach that could, they could um, build around long term. They went out and got a quarterback that they could build around long term. They then got that guy weapons. They drafted well because they had higher draft picks. They put him, they started him right away, or at least relatively right away. Like, they did it the right way. And then he went towards the Chargers, same thing. They did it the right way. Kansas City, they did it the right way. I, I don't, this is, there's a reason why the Lions have been the Lions for the past however many years. Or the Vikings. There's a reason why the Vikings haven't been anyone over the last 30, 40 years. I mean, think about it. The one, the, the one time the Broncos were successful, what did they do? They went and got the guy. John Elway. He was a number one overall pick. Traded for him. They traded for that. They traded for that. Do the Broncos in 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 today's world do they do that? No, they wouldn't. Unless he's uh he was thirty eight years old and free agent. It's a bad mentality over there in in, in Dove Valley. It's a bad mentality. Yeah. And unfortunately, until you know, until everything is wiped clean completely and a new owner comes in and gets rid of everybody nothing's gonna change and this why like this will always be a broncos town right it's always gonna be predominantly a broncos city but this is why i think we also in a roundabout way have to appreciate what the avs and nuggets do yeah ironically enough they did it the right way well not only that i mean because they I mean, well, speaking of the Nuggets, I don't really know how it is in hockey. Probably not the same necessarily as the NBA. But like for the Nuggets, for example, you have like a team in that market as at that size, you have to have success a certain way. You're not going to attract superstars. Unlikely, it's unlikely that's going to happen. So you have to build it the right way. They've done it. But what I'm saying is, they've at least gotten to a point where they're like, you know what, we're going to take a risk. We're going to go all in. Before it wasn't like that. The Nuggets were notoriously kind of. You know, kept to themselves, didn't want to take too many risks. Now, now they're pushing the chips in and saying, you know what? We see an opportunity. We're going to go for it. I can at least ex- respect that. As a fan, I can at least and, and look, live with if that. You miss, if you miss badly and you make a, a bad decision, you know, say say they go all in and, and they trade Jamal for Bradley Beal. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. Um at least, and, and and it misses. Well, they took the shot, right? They took the shot, and I can and, live with that. And I can live with that. I can't live with playing scared, and, and that's what the Broncos have been doing for the last five, six years: playing scared, and well, you not know, wanting to trying evolve to take, or, or trying or anything, to, right? No, not 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 trying to do anything. Um, and it's just they're stuck. It, somehow they're stuck in the eighties and nineties. Super Bowl 50, that team might be one of, I don't want to say the best, but 
probably one of the best things and arguably the worst thing at the same time to happen to this franchise. Because they've now gotten stuck in this mold where they think they can recreate a dominant defense and have a veteran quarterback and and they can win like that. Like you you said it earlier like that's that's a once in a every decade or two type of thing that comes along and happens. So as great as that team was, well really that defense, it's kind of spoiled and uh, you know, ruined the thinking of those that have held that GM position of, oh, that's a formula we can win by. When in reality, it's it's no, you can't recreate that year after year. I mean, the Broncos, the season after, had pretty much the same defense sans a couple players, like Malik Jackson or whatever. But for the most part, they had the same unit. And, I mean, they were good. But they were great against the pass, but they couldn't stop the run. And so they were just, they were good. They were a good defense. They weren't great. Well, here's the thing. How did you build that defense? Well, you signed TJ Ward, a top safety in that free agency class. You signed Akeem Tlaib, a top corner in that free agency class. You uh, signed Demarcus Ware, a top pass rusher in that free agency class. Um, You got Darian Stewart, another top safety in that specific free agency class. Was is that going to happen? You know, why did why did you get those guys? Why? Why? Was it because, oh, it's John Elway? No. Why did you get them? Because you had Peyton Manning. Yep. That's why. No, look, it, who's, who's a top player in this upcoming free, agent cl- free agency class? Do you think Devontae Adams would be like, oh, uh, Denver sounds good. Or do you think... Unless Aaron um, Rodgers was here, then yes. Unless Aaron Rodgers was here, right. Do you, Right, but what what did we just say? Unless one of right. the top quarterbacks in the league is in town. Yeah. You can't recreate that. People don't... People forget that defense wasn't created by drafting guys. Now, part of it was you drafted Malik, you, you drafted Derek Wolf and Vaughn. But, Trevathan. Yeah. Trevathan and Brandon Marshall. But... More than half that defense was you signed those guys, and Actually, those were the, yeah they got lucky the, on Brandon Marshall because Brandon Marshall was cut from the Jags right. practice well, squad. Chris Harris and Chris Harris was undrafted, undrafted right? Bradley um, Roby he got in the draft first round pick who fell. Shane right, Ray, I, you you signed most of those spe- the special guys. The guys like how many plays did T.J. Ward make that season? How many plays did Darian Stewart make those that season? How many pick sixes did Akeem Tlaib have? How many sacks and forced fumbles did did Demarcus Ware have? Those guys that you spent the money on because you had Peyton Manning, that's why you won. Because you had a guy. You can't cheat the system. You can't. You can't do it. I, yeah. Why? Why did the, Why did Tampa Bay get all those free agents? Would they have gotten those free agents with Jameis Winston? No. <laughs> you can't uh, cheat the system. You have to have the quarterback. I heard Bruce Arians is a master recruiter, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Give me a break about oh John Elway can recruit. He's the greatest recruiter. Blah blah blah. Give me a break. Uh, you know, you we all know that Peyton wanted to go to Houston. We all know that was his first choice. And Houston stupidly, stupidly said, nah, we got our guy. We love Matt Schaub. 
Woof. <laughs> Woof. Houston was his first choice. And they didn't want him. It's not like it's not like John Elway, you know, was the specific reason why Peyton came here. One, it was in the AFC. And two, Houston didn't want him. And that's that. I mean, Houston had a top five defense at the time. They had Arian Foster, one of the best running backs in the league. And they had uh, Andre Johnson. Mm -hmm. That's why Peyton wanted to go there, which makes sense. Denver had a lot of young guys, but unproven. You know, now we, you know, we look back, we look at it now and say, oh, DT was great. Decker was great. Julius Thomas Thomas was great. But those were all unknown guys. Yeah. People forget that, you know, Peyton coming to Denver was very lucky. Very, very lucky. And he's the reason you got all we got all those free agents. Not John Elway. Give me a break. Oh, we'll just have to recreate it next year when Aaron Rodgers comes here. Hopefully. Um, I hate that. I, I honestly, I don't want that to happen. Yeah, because yeah. then what? the same trap is going to happen once Rodgers is gone. Mm-hmm. The same exact trap. Oh, we're, we're definitely in a cycle. We're definitely in there. It's a never-ending merry-go-round that just keeps going and going. I'd and, rather find I'd rather find the guy that's going to be here 15 to 20 years than take these little shortcuts every, you know, decade. I'll only just take to, the shortcuts I, I, if it's going to actually lead to a potential Super Bowl. That's when I'll take the shortcut. If it's not, if it's a Teddy Bridgewater, Joe Flacco, Case Keenum, sign me out. If it's a Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, sign me up. But... If it's because Super Bowls are hard to come by. So if you have an opportunity like that for one of those guys, yes, you go all in for it. To me, that's a no brainer. But if you're all in is with Teddy Bridgewater, Case Keenum, Joe Flacco, eh, I'll draft a guy. I'm good. It's 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 very rare. To, it's very rare to have that opportunity. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers, I, I really don't think Rodgers would pick the Broncos. I'm dead. I, I don't think he would. I really don't. If he had a choice. I, I don't think he would pick the Broncos. I think Minnesota is more enticing. Um, Go the I old think Brett Favre route. That would be something. <laughs> that, that would be. I don't, well, Green Bay probably wouldn't trade him that way. But um, honestly, it would probably have to be to an AFC team because Green. I think Green Bay agreed to trade him. I don't think he would be cut. Wasn't his so, contract up after this year? No, no. It's a it's a handshake agreement that if he wants out they'll trade him because he still has two years after uh on his contract so if you're then then at that point they're probably saying well it has to be to an afc team so maybe it is denver just based off of stupid luck again um but i don't know i mean maybe maybe tennessee's enticing with derrick henry and uh you know maybe they say screw Tanhill, we want rogers um you know I, i'd rather go to tennessee than than denver um, I'd rather go play with Derrick Henry and AJ Brown and Julio Jones. Um, so I don't know. I Pitts, uh, Pittsburgh too. I mean, Najee Harris and, and the receivers they have out there in that defense with TJ Watt. I'd rather go there too. So I don't know. I, I, I'm sick of the shortcuts. I, I'm just, I'm sick of it. I, I, I don't know. Uh, to me, just a bunch of 
potato idiots running the Broncos franchise, and it's pretty embarrassing. The only sad part is I don't know if there's any end in sight, but we'll see. No, because <laughs> the quarterback class upcoming, if you want to, you know, try and go the, the right route, well, this ain't it. <laughs> yeah. It is, isn't it funny that every time we have a chance – but we decline it. It's when there's a good quarterback class. And then when we actually probably need to take a quarterback or we will, it's in the bad years when there's like, ah, this isn't the class to do it. And we're like, nah, let's get these guys. Come on. You get drew lock. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see how Justin Fields pans out. Um, but I mean, Josh Allen is the one Josh Allen is one that like, got away. Yeah. Um, which is so sad because, He's literally a John Elway carbon copy. It's ridiculous. He's he's really good. The the throws he can make and just his athleticism. He's 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 really good. He's really it's, good. A, it's literally John Elway out there if he was an inch taller. I mean, it's. I mean, a couple inches. John, or two we, we went through this like last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, John was six three. Uh, Allen Josh Allen's like yeah six five, maybe like six six with the cleats on. I don't know, but uh, and Herbert's six six. My God, what a specimen. Yeah, Herbert Herbert is tall too. Yeah, he, he is very tall. VJ would love him. He's tall. He can throw it really hard. Fits all the boxes. Okay. Um, you're going Broncos. I'm going Raiders 20 to 14. Or, yeah, 20 to 14. Do you have a score? Uh, 19 to 9. Yeah, it would be one of those games. And that wouldn't shock me if the Broncos couldn't muster a touchdown. No, 19-13. 19-13. Oh, all right. Well, you're nice enough to give them a touchdown. Okay, uh, we got to get through the rest of this week here. You may be able to make up some ground this week. I don't know. This week, this this week's, week's got hard. some interesting ones. Um, Jacksonville, obviously, we're both right on Tampa Bay, um, even though there was a little bit of a scare there at the end with the Eagles coming back. But... Tampa Bay holds on there. Jacksonville, Miami. Jacksonville's at least getting close. <laughs> I mean, they're they're almost on the doorstep of a win, and then they kind of do Jacksonville things. I don't know if Tua's back this week. I know Brissett got hurt last week, I'm pretty sure. Um, and this one's in Jacksonville. Let's see. Tua, Tua's questionable, so he actually might play. Xavier Howard's I think- out. I want to say they they said that he was gonna play, but I don't. I mean, he's listed as questionable, so he might. Where the hell did I hear that? So is Brissett. They're both questionable. Um, I'm. Oh I, no, yeah, yeah. Like, Tua was activated off injury reserve Saturday and will start against the Jaguars. Okay, so. okay, I okay. I'm not crazy. I, I was gonna say I thought I heard that somewhere. Um, uh, I love the Pat McAfee show, so I think I was listening to that, and I think they were talking about it. Um. I, I was going to go Jacksonville if Tua and Jacoby weren't going to play, but since Tua's going to play, I'll go Miami. I'm still going to go Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville gets the first one in London. Interesting. That is their home. You know, that's the second home game for them. That's They play like half of their home games there. I know. Every year they're there. I have a, it's, it's, <laughs> it the NFL, it's I so mean, sad. It's, the NFL is so dumb. They're, uh, they're so dumb. The, do you want to expand or not? Uh, then put some good teams over there. Why are we Why are we throwing the trash of the league out there? I, you might as well put Denver out there. I mean, well, here's what they should do. If you're gonna give, if it's gonna be good teams, you have to give those teams like I would say, give them a buy, and then let them play in London, or give them a buy after they play in London because of the you know the turnaround and flying there and back and things like that. 
I don't know. That's just, if you're going to have like Buffalo, Kansas City out there, you got to make some concessions. Where if it's like, you know, Jacksonville, Detroit, or in this case, Jacksonville, Miami, yeah, just go on out there. You'll be fine. Um, all right, you're going Jacksonville. I'm going Miami. I'm who's who's favored in this one? I'm curious. Let's see. Uh, I would say it's probably Miami by a couple of points. I would think. Uh, yeah, by three. Wow, they gave him a full three. Interesting. All right, Miami by three. There, uh, we're split on that one. Green Bay, Chicago. Even though Chicago looked good last week, I'm going Green Bay this week. Yeah, uh, I, I'm going to go Green Bay as well. Green Bay is really good. Uh, let's see. So you got Green Bay. I got Green Bay. Detroit versus Cincy. Uh, Cincy's on a roll, man. Justin Jefferson is really – wait, not Justin Jefferson. Um, Jamar Chase. Yeah, Jamar, Jamar Chase. Chase is special. And, and a lot of people criticize Cincinnati for taking Jamar Chase instead of someone like Penny Sewell. But, like, I, I think you forget when you have a young quarterback, one, you need to get him weapons. I understand they have Higgins and Boyd. But a lot of times when rookie receivers come into the league, they tend to struggle, like Jerry Judy and C.D. Lamb, because it takes a lot of time to get that chemistry going with your quarterback and to learn the NFL. But the way Cincinnati is running things over there, it's almost like a hybrid college team in a way. And when... Jamar Chase, when you draft Jamar Chase, who you have Joe Burrow, and they were teammates and they were great together just two years ago, that gives you such a massive advantage where Jamar Chase is almost like already in his second year almost, right? Like that chemistry is already there. It's a huge advantage. Um, it was a great pick. And, and you can always find offensive linemen somewhere else. It's not that big of I mean, it's a big deal, but it's not that big of a deal. Uh, Joe Burrow just needs to learn how to slide. That, that's the only thing slide yeah, and you'll be good. fine chase has 23 catches for 456 yards and five touchdowns this year their receiving core is quietly one of the best in the league with yeah and, well, and then and higgins and, and then they have one of the better running backs in the league that's a yeah. great offense yeah um, they, they're a big threat not not this year but again this is the path right you draft the quarterback you get him some weapons early on in year two right year two is where you get him the weapons and then the between year two and year three is when you go all out on defense. You sign guys, you draft all defense, and you go all in, like what Arizona did, right? Where you grabbed Kyler Murray, then in year two you go out and get him DeAndre Hopkins, and you have Christian Kirk with him and, and all that. And then year three, right before year three in that offseason, what do you do? You go get J.J. Watt. You go in and get Chandler Jones. That is the recipe. That is how you build a team the right way. That's what a lot of these that's what a lot of these teams have done. Look at the Chargers, right? Same thing. Whereas I think the, the, the Chargers and the Bengals are kind of in that same boat where they're not threats this year, like Super Bowl contenders. They'll make the playoffs, at least they should. But next year, I'm looking at those two teams. What do those two teams do in the offseason? Based on what those two teams do in the offseason, they are legitimate con Super Bowl contenders, just like what like Arizona is now. That it's it, again, and just like Buffalo, right? The same way. You, they, those four teams are doing it the right way, and one of them is gonna get a Super Bowl within the next three years, or at least. And and I think maybe two or three of them get to a Super Bowl.
Yeah, well, I mean, now is the time to strike when you have a quarterback on a rookie deal. That's when exactly. you uh, you go all that, in. So that's how you do it. Um, Cincinnati, I think we're both on that one. Uh, unless you'd like to change your mind to Detroit. No, Detroit, Detroit, <laughs> man. Uh, I just. I mean, they're close. <laughs> they get close. Wow. They should have beat the Vikings. I mean, <laughs> Could yeah. Baltimore. Detroit is just. It's just yeah. It's just that sad. A, uh, At a certain point, it's just become sad. Just, I, I honestly, I don't know how they're ever going to get new fans. I, I really don't. Um, like, Well, that's something you're born into. So. Uh, I, you know what? If I'm born into that crap, I'm leaving. I, I, I'm I, finding the next closest team. Wh- who's closer? Who's the closest team to Detroit? So, Minnesota? Uh, uh, well, never mind. Uh, let's go the other way. <laughs> Chicago? <laughs> you want to go to Chicago? Nope. Let's go a different way. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what, uh, the Browns are somewhere in there too. You want to go Cincinnati? We'll go to Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, uh, another trash yeah, organization. That area just is 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 complete and utter trash. Like, is that the trash of America? What is going on? <laughs> Let me look at uh, where. Okay, where's no matter which set? way you turn, All right, so, it's trash. So if you're Michigan, right, you're kind of stuck at the top. So you can go to Indiana. They don't have a team. I don't know the the Colts. So Green Bay. The Colts. If you want to go, go to Green Bay. Um, Just go left. Go Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, either the Colts or, you know, Green Bay. I'm not going to the Colts. No, hell no. I mean, it's more storied than what they have. That's because they had Peyton freaking Manning. That's why. Well, you look to the right a little bit further. You have the Steelers and the the Eagles. Nah. Steelers fan. Yeah. I, I'm going. I'm going right across the lake, Wisconsin. Let's go, Green Bay. Yeesh. Yeah, what a what a terrible area. Bears. <laughs> that's, a, that's a terrible area. That's, a, that's an area of depression for like the last fifty years. Just all smacked in there together. Yeesh. Um, okay, we're both on Cincinnati for that one. Indianapolis versus Houston. Is Tyrod Taylor ever going to play again? I mean, I mean, Houston's really bad too. Um, they just got the brakes beat off of them, what, a couple weeks ago by Buffalo? Who'd they lose to last week? Um, uh, they almost beat New England. Well, that's that's right. They almost did beat New England. Um, uh, Deshaun Watson, obviously, is not going to play. Tyrod is still out on injured reserve. So that means Davis Mills or whatever his name is is going to play. Yeah, I'm going Indianapolis. Yeah, I'll go India as well. Um, India actually looked really good against Baltimore, so I think Ty Hilton's back this week too. Yeah, Ty is back. Yeah. So, um, but that should be a snooze fest of a game. Uh, Rams versus the Giants. Yeah, there's just there's just no hope there. We can just kind of move past that one. Kansas City versus Washington. This one's interesting. Um, I don't know if Washington is there yet to compete. I think this is obviously a get-right game for Kansas City, having lost, what, the last two they lost? Um, have they lost their last two? I think they have lost it. Oh, no, they beat Philadelphia. Two of the last three, I guess I should say. Um, this is a get-right game, although Washington could probably make it fun for like a quarter and a half. Yeah, the, well, Washington made it kind of held in there against Buffalo for a bit, um, maybe a quarter. But, yeah, I... Kansas City, should, this is a get-right game, like you said. Kansas City should win pretty easily. It's kind of like that Philly game. 
Yes. Although, look, I'll, I'll say this. If, if Washington just runs the ball and controls the game, Gibson is really good. The, uh, the one thing is, is McLaurin going to play? That's the one. Uh, one if, if McLaurin is not playing, then the Chiefs should roll. Yeah, he's questionable. Curious to see if Tyreek Hill is going to play this week. Obviously, Edwards Hilaire is out. Um, Tyreek Kill is questionable. He was limited on Friday. Chris Jones is still out. Um, doesn't look like Travis Kelsey's on the injury report, but I thought I saw somewhere that he was pretty banged up too. So, and it looks like Shavarius Ward, their cornerback, is also out. He didn't play last week. So, um, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe Washington can make it interesting. But we're both on Kansas City for this one, and then we get to my least favorite part of the week. Picking the Minnesota Vikings games. I dread this moment of my life every weekend. I, uh, I, this is actually a tough one, too, because now they're is. playing it like is. a semi-competent team. So I don't know how they'll react in this situation. Because we know how they react against really good teams. And then we know how they react against really bad teams. How do they, they, they react against middle-of-the-road teams? Caffrey's out for the next three weeks, right? I saw that. That right? is true. He is going on IR. Hmm. See, that makes me want to lean Minnesota, but I feel like that is a trap. Their receiving core has been really good lately, though. Carolina's defense is really good. Thielen and Justin Jefferson, I mean, he's... You know what? They've lost, they've lost two pretty big heartbreakers to the Cowboys and the Eagles. You're going to go Carolina? I don't know. I'm going to go Minnesota. I'm actually trusting. I'm not trusting in Kirk Cousins. I'm actually just trusting in the weapons around him. You said last week Minnesota's a good football team. Dalvin Cook is back, I believe. Um, yeah. the 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 thing is, is Carolina's defense is really good. Minnesota's defense has not been good. So I think Sam Darnold that can actually have a good game this week. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Carolina. All right. I need you to come through for me for once in my <laughs> life, Kirk. Once, please, once. Because if I get a text at two o'clock with laughing emojis from you, I'm gonna be angry, and I'm already expecting it. Makes me angry that I'm putting my I love the screen. Minnesota games I look forward to every week the most. I absolutely hate them every week. <laughs> they're my favorite games. I love them. I just they're all they're always so fun. I just don't yeah. <laughs> We're moving on. Uh Chargers Baltimore. This is an interesting game. It's a good game. Um obviously the Chargers coming off of a uh, a big win against the the Browns last week. Baltimore coming off of a uh, comeback win against Indy, which, <laughs> thank God, Lamar didn't complete one more pass or they didn't throw to Michael oh my Pittman. God. Aaron or, was so... I, so I, because here's the thing. So she was down uh, over 100 points oh, going into that game. No, she was, it was so, about 100. Yeah, it was about 100. So I told her, you know, you would need an insane game from Lamar. And even then, you probably don't have a shot. And all of a sudden, 
going like with like five minutes to go and they're down by two scores by by 16 i look at her and say you know what this might be possible and she's like really i'm like yeah it might be let's see if they can score a touchdown here touchdown to uh, touchdown to mark andrews and i'm like oh my god you might actually actually have a shot here and then i'm like they look baltimore needs to get the ball back they get the ball back they go right down and they they score and i look at it and she's only down 12 or something like that <laughs> and i'm like all right you can win this but and i was i was looking at i'm like i think you need a mark Andrew, a third touchdown to andrews or you need a rushing touchdown for lamar if he throws it to anyone else i think you're screwed and that's exactly what happened he threw it to i don't remember who he threw it to for that game winning touchdown but <laughs> it was 0. 0.06 points <laughs> <laughs> i i went yards. into that game i was like when i saw that going into monday i was like oh i'm up practically 100 i'm fine and then when you had texted me i was like what is he talking about and then i thought about it and i was like wait a minute and then i checked the score and i see like 40 for lamar 30 for freaking Mark Andrews and like 28 for Pittman. I was like, are you kidding yeah, me? Pittman had a great game too. Yeah. I was like, what is this? <laughs> I was like, what? I score almost 200 and I still almost she, lose. She was like, if I get my first win against Steven, that's gonna be hilarious. And I, I mean, I was dying laughing when that game went to overtime and, and Andrews had gotten that second touchdown. I was Dying laughing. I could not It's a good believe. thing I didn't watch, because I would have been very angry. I would have been steaming mad. Like, unbelievable. Oh, my God. I, that was hilarious. And then when she lost, like, the, the touchdown happened, and we immediately check, and mine loaded first, and I just, I put my I put my hand to my face, and I just, I started laughing. <laughs> uh, there's, I mean, it's just the most ridiculous. I've never seen a game that close. I, I, I just... <sighs> it was devastating. Thankfully, was devastating. Uh, Tom did just enough for me. Tom and Derrick Henry. They did just and, enough. And, and the worst part is she had Gaskin on her bench that had 30, 30 points. <laughs> I mean, that it's just... <sighs> yeah, she was, uh, she was mad at me because I got her hopes up. I'm like, don't be mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Internal strife. Dissension <laughs> among the ranks. She's like, well, I hope you uh, are comfortable on the couch tonight. So have fun. Yeah. No, now we play each other. So. Wait, we play each other this week? No. Well, Aaron and I play oh, each other this week. So like, she's. Uh, I'll. I'll be. Uh, I'll be her first win. <laughs> you're gonna assist everybody. No, no. I just my team. My team sucks. Yeah, you're like one and four. I was checking that the other day. Yeah, my team just sucks. Yeah, you're, you're although, although my losses have just been brutal. Like, I, I just, I think I have the most points against. So, you know, every week I just play someone who goes crazy, no matter what my team does. Yeah, so, you weren't yeah. lying when you said that whenever you do fantasy, you do awful. In this, in my league, yeah. in my family league, yes. Uh, any other league, I'm just fine. This league, no. I, I have made the playoffs once in 10 years. Yeah, I don't think you're going to make it this year. No. I don't think so at all. Nope. Uh, um, but back to this game, Chargers-Baltimore. <sighs> this is a tough one. But at the end of the day, I think 
Herbert's the better quarterback. I really like the Chargers right now. I mean, they are they are clicking on all cylinders. I get Lamar's coming off of, you know, a good comeback win. But I just, I, I feel like people are pumping up Baltimore a little bit too much. I don't think they're as good as everybody thinks they are. And I'm still not 100% sold on, on Lamar. I think he's a great athlete, but I still think when there's times you have to rely on his arm, he won't be able to come through for you. I'm going Chargers in this one. This one's tough for me because I really like what the Chargers are doing. I love Justin Herbert. It, it's so funny. Two of my favorite, two of my maybe three or four favorite quarterbacks in the league uh, are both in the AFC West. Thanks, Broncos. Um, but the the problem with the Chargers right now is their defense, and specifically the run defense. The Browns had 230 yards rushing on them last week. Yeah, they got Chubb hurt, so love that. Yeah, um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with Baltimore here at home. I just I'm a little nervous about the the Ravens or the Chargers defense, and and that's why I say I don't think they're really a contender this year because of that reason. I think their offense is ready. I think Herbert honestly is ready. He just needs playoff experience. The one issue with that team is defense. And Baltimore I think can it, be had. I mean, Andy, they, they, look, look, they can, yeah, they can beat Baltimore. The, the only thing is right now, the one weakness for the Chargers is the Ravens strength. And that's why I, I don't think the Ravens are, are, or I don't think the Chargers will be able to stop Lamar. I think it's a, I think it's just a bad matchup. With the Chargers defense. Hopefully you're wrong. Um, this is going to be another fun game. Arizona and Cleveland. Uh, which, I mean... This one's really difficult. If I would have told myself that five years ago. Hey, you know what's going to be a fun game to watch yeah, in the future? This is the best game in the Arizona, afternoon Arizona-Cleveland. Like, what? Arizona-Cleveland? Why would I ever want to watch that? Um, Chandler Jones is out. Hmm. Uh... But uh, from what I understand, he's kind of dropped off after that five-sack game against Tennessee. Um, let's see. Ooh, Miles Garrett was on the injury report. He's questionable with a knee injury. Jadavian Clowney is questionable as well. Kareem Hunt's questionable. Nick Chubb is obviously out. Hate that for me. Um, wow, I mean, Brown's got some key guys on the injury report. Arizona is clicking right now, man. It's in Cleveland, though. Cleveland's coming off of a tough loss. Ooh, but, I mean, if they're down both running backs, I mean, I think they'll have at least one. I think I'm going to go Arizona here. Oh, man. Uh, Cleveland's favored, really? I'm going to go Arizona, too. But, yeah, I'm going to go Arizona. I don't know. This is This is a complete coin flip. A complete coin flip. I think if if Chubb was healthy, I'd probably pick Cleveland. And it's scary Jarv- that Miles Garrett's on the injury report too. You know, if he can't yeah. play, that changes a lot. Yeah, and it, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go Arizona, but Arizona they made me a little nervous last week. I don't know. I don't know. This is a weird one. I'm gonna Still go Arizona. A young team. Though. Plus, I mean, they're not completely like you know going to this game unscathed they're not gonna have cliff kingsbury even though he's been getting like a lot of flack that he's not a good coach 
he's he's out with a positive COVID test. So, I mean, I, I think I've watched the Arizona quite a bit this year. I don't think Cliff Kingsbury is that good uh, of a coach. Um, I thought he was, but yeah, I. Uh, um, Kyler is just really good. Yeah, I mean they're they're good right now. They're clicking. They're firing on all cylinders. So we're both on the Cardinals. Uh, we're already split. I'm going Raiders. You're going Broncos. Um, I think we're both safe to say that we're going Dallas versus New England. Yeah, Dallas is really good. Can you believe the the, the year that Trayvon Diggs is having? Like, he, holy crap! Yeah, I mean, he's he's a he's just a ball hawk, man. Like, part of it is luck. Like, you got to be in the right well, spots, but a lot be, of it yeah, too is like, luck. But you know what? But you know really what? Good. The thing is, is he's a former receiver. Yeah. So, and his brother is a receiver, a great receiver mm-hmm. over in Buffalo. So. Yeah. I, I think I see a lot of that to where a lot of his picks, it's almost like he's running the routes and it's the ball is supposed to go to him. He's he's playing receiver out there as a corner, and, and that's why he's getting a lot of these interceptions. Um, I don't think technically he's one of the best corners, but like you said, he's a ball hawk, and he's, he's, he's just a playmaker. Mm-hmm. And uh, the best part of the entire hard knocks was his kid thinking Dak Prescott was Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> so... That was by yeah. far the best out of all of that. You're Patrick Mahomes? No, I'm, I'm Dak Prescott. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're you're the other guy. You're, you're just not <laughs> good as the guy I actually like. But, hey, Dak, nice to meet you. Went ahead and sit down, I guess. Uh, all right, we're both on, both on the Cowboys. Seattle versus Pittsburgh. What an ugly game for Sunday night football. I mean, could this have gone yeah. any worse for them? The Steelers are blah. This game. You, you don't get Russell Wilson. <laughs> you're going to have to get... You're going to get Geno Smith versus Ben Roethlisberger Sunday night. Been waiting all day for it. Who moves like an 80-year-old. Oh, my gosh. Um, I don't know where to go in this game. I don't. Geno's going to be Geno. I'm going to go Steelers. I just. The Steelers are bad, though. (laughs) Both of these teams are bad. I mean, Seattle's bad. Oh. In Pittsburgh, you're gonna see what happens when you have half your salary cap on the bench in this game. That's what you're gonna see. Steelers roll, double digit win. Really? Yep. How what are they? What's the spread? Pittsburgh's favored by five. Wow. I don't think it's. I mean, that to me seems you, like a lot. You are you still going DK. See, so you're gonna see, you're gonna see what happens when you put all your money in the quarterback and that quarterback's gone. And you have nothing else. I don't know. I kind of want to go to the Seahawks here. What Do is, it. What does Pittsburgh's injury report look like? It doesn't Juju's matter. Obviously out. <laughs> it doesn't matter at this point. Stephon to it. The Seahawks. I'd be shocked if they won six games this year. Honestly, I'm if I'm Seattle, I'm like, you know what, Russ, just take the year off. Let's get a top five this pick is here. Such a bad game. Ugh. That's what I'm doing if I'm Seattle. I'm like, you know what, Russ? Just sit. Let's I mean, get a top five. Let's let's get a top five pick and let's fix this team because we're paying you our whole paycheck. Like we're paying you all of our money. I mean, we initially. Need to, we need to talk. What I like to do after the Sunday night game is just when I'm 
highlighting which games we got right and wrong. I just put down my initial picks. Initially, I had Pittsburgh, but now I'm just... I just really feel like Seattle can win this game. I can't believe you have faith in Geno Smith. Although, I'm putting my faith in Ben Roethlisberger, so... Well, right. well, it's not so much in Geno, but like they, they still have weapons around him. You know, DK's going to be there, Tyler Lockett. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be there. Oh, Will they do anything? I don't know. Can Geno get them the ball? I don't know. <sighs> I think I'm going to just default to the home team here. I'm going to stay with my initial pick of there, Pittsburgh. I dare you to go steal or, uh, Pittsburgh. I kind or, of want to. Oh, Seattle! <laughs> yeah, you're struggling. I kind of, I really, honestly, my mind is telling me stay with Pittsburgh, but my my gut is telling me go, go Seattle. With your gut. Go with, I mean, we're, we're, we're against each other in so many games at this point. Like, you just go with it. No, you just want to get more of a lead. Now, you know what? I'm going to. You I'm don't already, trust your other picks? Um, well, I trust the Raiders pick for sure. I trust the Chargers pick. Um, and I, Man, those I, are the two that I would trust the least. <laughs> I trust, I trust the Miami pick. I'm confident in those. Um, okay. Then go Seattle. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> in games like this, um, where, oh, and I don't trust the Minnesota pick. So we're, we're on four games here different. So I can't have five games. Let's all right, I'm up five. eight. No, 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 no. Let's make it five because you know what's going to happen. It's going to go two, two. No, no, no way. Let's, let's, we got to make it five. No, we got to make no, it five. We don't. Go, go no, we Seattle. Don't. No, because I've had the good see, weeks up to this how good point. You know what? Gino almost won no, that game. No, I'm going Pittsburgh. No, see, now you're just trying to talk me out of it. Now something bad's going to happen if I go Seattle. Definitely not taking your advice on any picks because I'm winning. So but you're I'm going, going with me on the Pittsburgh game. Well, my gut initially was Pittsburgh. I had it written down. No, lame. So, uh, Buffalo, Tennessee. I don't think there's any Chicken. argument for Tennessee here. So, no. Unless you'd like to go Tennessee, then you can. The, the Bills are really good. They are really good. All right, so that's. I get. I get. You know, I. I can't. I. I said this in our last podcast. I get so angry when I see Josh Allen in Buffalo. I. I just. I get so mad. I. I can't. I can't get over it. I. I it's gonna take. <laughs> He screams it, on, at the TV. It, it's gonna it's gonna take the Broncos to get the number one overall pick and getting some getting their Trevor Lawrence and whatever and win three Super Bowls for me to get over the Josh Allen pick. Notice how he series. said Trevor Lawrence and not Zach Wilson. That's because I was going with the number one overall oh, pick. Yeah, right, 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 totally, totally, totally. Uh, okay, that's that'll do. It Zach for picks. Wilson is good. Uh, I'm not gonna go on that. They've thrown, just yet. they've thrown the same amount of interceptions, so you can't say that in. Well, okay. Well, they're both. I mean, honestly, we could be the sixth and seventh string receivers for those teams. So, yeah. Well, we could be the three or four, honestly. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, your ankle would give out though, so you wouldn't last very long. I'm an Iron Man, you know. I'm. You would get hit by the ball. <laughs> Well, that's just that's rude. You didn't have to take it there. You you didn't have that was low. You didn't have to take it there, and you took it there. This time I have pads on in this sport, so it won't hurt as bad. Those thirteen year olds threw fast, okay? Those fifty mile an hour per hour, mile per hour balls, those hurt. No, okay, I'll, I'll ask you this. So Zach Wilson is actually throwing nine. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is throwing eight. Uh, the record is twenty eight by Peyton Manning. 
do do they break that record? Absolutely. We're only five games in. We have seventeen of these. I mean, they're already yeah. practically halfway there. Are, are they on? <laughs> are they on pace? I don't think they're on pace. Uh, uh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, well, how many how many games have there been? Five. Five or games. Four? Five. So nine. Five by five. Times we still have twelve more games. 17. Oh yeah, Zach Wilson's on pace to throw thirty-one. <laughs> they've they've already thrown half and less than half of the regular season games. Yeah, they're both on pace to break uh, Peyton's record. That's yeah, absolutely. Yeesh. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's why they have the number one and number two overall pick. Yeah, yeah, those teams suck. Yeah, they're not they're not good at football. Although I'll say this, I think. I think Zach Wilson's in the best situation just because Urban Meyer is a disaster. So yeah, well he 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 just might not be there next year. So they might have another. Yeah, he he might be. He might not be there next week. I, oh, that yeah, that too. Well, I mean, uh, I think he survived that. If there was any chance of him getting canned, I think it's it's already coming past. So uh, I don't know. I mean, is, he, is it possible to have three zero and seventeen teams this year? The Lions, the Jets, and the uh, and I, the I don't Jags. think the. I mean, do they play? Each oh other? no, the Jets. The Jets won. Never mind. The Jets won. Yeah. Well, right? do the do the Jags and Lions play each other? I don't know. They should call that the Pooh Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Who gets the number one overall pick? Yeah. Yeah, winner. That, winner gets the number one overall pick. You know what pick. they should do each year is that they should leave. You know, if you're like the two worst teams in the league for the last week, you should have to play each other, and the teams you were supposed to play, they'll play each other. So the Lions and Jags should have to play each other, and they should market it as the Pooh Bowl. Yeah, they they don't play each other. So the Lions have the Bengals. Oh my God, their schedule. They have the Bengals, the Rams, the Eagles, the Steelers, the Browns, the Bears, the Vikings, the Broncos. That's winnable. The Cardinals, the Falcons, and the Seahawks. The Seahawks might be winnable too, but that's well. Russell Wilson might be back, and I'd then the say Pac- Eagles, Falcons, any Broncos. Minnesota game, and the yeah. Broncos. So there's there's still four winnable games. There's there's, 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 there's hope. four winnable games for the Lions. Okay, and, and to be fair, the Lions have actually kind of hung in there in, yeah. some, in some of those games. The Jags, they have the Dolphins, which is winnable. I'm picking them to win. Seattle without Russ, it's winnable. Cool. Bills, Colts, Colts, I think is winnable. 49ers, Falcons, Rams, Titans, and then they have the Texans, the Jets. That's winnable. Page. I don't think neither of them go in 17. Yeah, they both get a win. They both get a win. I think the more likely one, though, is, is the Lions. Because the Lions just lose in, in the most bizarre, unbelievable ways. <laughs> You'll never see a team lose uh, like the Lions. Ugh. It's just it just must be so painful to be a Detroit Lion fan. I apologize. I, I'm telling you, I wouldn't I wouldn't be a Lion. I don't think <laughs> I, I don't know how it's possible for someone to live more than five years watching the Lions and say, Yeah, I'm still a Lions fan. Well I, I, mean, I don't know how that's possible. You you have like, the Lions. I, I, I'm I'm wanting to jump off the Broncos bandwagon at this rate. I don't think I'd survive. I mean, well if you're I mean if you're a Detroit sports fan, I mean life has not been good to you for like the last decade or so. The last I mean, twenty years. The Lions since, haven't been good, besides like a one. year or two, in like the early teen two thousands. Um, the Detroit Tigers, I feel like, have never been good in my lifetime. Maybe they have. I just don't remember. I think they. I think the. Uh, uh, the Red Wings were good, like in the early two thousands, and then the Pistons are just you know, the Pistons. They were good in the early two thousands too. So I mean, it's been pretty. Pretty miserable 
<laughs> Detroit. Yeah, and the Detroit, the tr- Detroit Tigers haven't won a World Series since 1984. Yeah. So, just goes to show you how it is. Uh, it could always be worse around here. I mean, we complain about what we have, but it could always be worse. So, all yeah, right. At least we get to watch some Nuggets and the Avs. Yes, my Avs. Future, <laughs> future Cup of Stanley's champion. That's what we are. We're just bearing down tonight. Got the Blues tonight, 2-0. That's what we're going to do. We're going to handle business. We're going to go 86-0 and or however many games are in hockey, and we're going to win it. That's what we're going to do. Okay, that'll do it for our football side of things. Now, I'm excited about this because now we get to talk some Nuggets. I'm actually a good team. I can't believe I honestly had the Nuggets losing in the first round, but I think it made sense. I think no, it, did. it didn't. I think in the scenario it, it does. I think it does because of the matchup. No, it didn't. I think the matchup, if you would have, if I would tell you who I had the matchup against, you'd have been like, okay, I could see that happening. Oh, uh, it was the Warriors. Oh. I don't think that's a good matchup for the Nuggets. No, it's not. See, exactly. So if they yeah, no, if, if they have the to play, round. if they have to play the Warriors this year in the playoffs, I mean, I'm going to be terrified. Exactly. See, that's the one. That's the one team in the West I I am I'm actually scared of because before this I did tell you that I'm not scared of anyone in the West. I am scared of of uh, Golden State. Yeah, well, you're yep, just you're yep, just yep. Ste- you're, I, you're scared I'm, of Steph. That's who you're scared of. I, I, I'm scared of Steph and Clay, but I'm here's the thing. Also, I'm just scared of the Nuggets' health. That that's the other thing. Yeah. Like having to play three or four games in Golden State, it, we would we wouldn't have a team left. By the end of it, oh, it they'd be all hurt. They'd that. be all gone. Oh, we'd have to go to Golden State. Oh boy, that, that, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I not necessarily. I am afraid of Stephen Clay, but we wouldn't have anyone out there by game six or seven. Huh. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I just was thinking on the floor, but yeah, the injury. Yeah. See, so now you can see why I had them losing in the first round. So that's why yeah. I changed it. I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Not even. No, no faith in your team. You didn't even have um, them winning 50 games last year. Um. Well, that's a different story. I've learned my lesson. Um. <laughs> I um. I yeah. I learned my lesson. They shouldn't have won, you know. But whatever. That's fine. Nicola couldn't just, you know. Scratch a couple for me. That's okay. Well, you you jinxed the hell out that, of them already, and true. luckily they were they barely could do it because you jinxed them. That is not true. You're right before Jamal. Not even a week before Jamal got hurt, you tweeted out, "I'm gonna need someone to get hurt." That's what you said. I didn't mean for the season. <laughs> I just meant like knock their knee up against the door trying to open it, or stub their toe. Or hit their funny bone. That's what I meant. I didn't mean for Jamal to tear his knee up. But you didn't specify that, and so then, you jinxed them. And then Will to get shot in the hamstring like two weeks later. <laughs> and then PJ to do whatever PJ did. Gosh. You're the worst jinxer. I, you, cannot, you cannot tweet things this year. What do you, you mean? I'm can't. with the Avs. I'm, <laughs> I'm, we're here. We're already 1-0. We're already almost there. Uh, maybe, look, this year might be different, but last year you jinxed both the Nuggets and the Avs badly. I look at it from a different perspective. So, 
<laughs> I just think it was a coincidence. That's all I think it was. One of the most bizarre coincidences of... I, I, I will never get over the Avs jinx. I, that's... It's really one of a kind. That's, yeah. that's one of the greatest things I've it's, ever I've ever witnessed. That's, it's um that's it's just unbelievable. It's something I could never recreate. I want I need to go back and and look. I forget what the point differential was, but in hockey, it was I, it's absurd. It was like sixteen to four or some something. It wasn't like that. one of my finer moments. I'll say that. It was unreal. Um, I'm probably not welcomed into Ball Arena <laughs> anytime soon to watch the Avs game. I'll say this. The Avs make it to the Stanley Cup. I'm going to a game. I'll I will buy your ticket. And we'll oh, go. absolutely, absolutely. I will be there. I will wear my sweater. I don't have one, but I'll buy one and I'll wear it. Okay. The, game seven in Colorado. I'm there. <laughs> Guaranteeing it. Well, there goes the Stanley Cup. No, we're gonna win it. All right. The Nuggets win total over under last year. I think it was forty two and a half. This year it's forty-seven and a half, according to NBC Sports. Over, 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 over. Where's where's the button? Over, 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 over. I'm at over, over also, over. but only I think they get between forty-eight and fifty-two. I don't think they win a I whole think they lot. Get at more. least fifty. Um, wow. bare minimum fifty, unless oh, there's wow. a you know an injury. Knock on wood, uh, unless there's an injury, they they win fifty. Okay. Wow, I don't know about that. They so won, you have they them won like 50. mid fifties. They won fifty. They won what? Fifty four, fifty five with ten less games. They're gonna win fifty this year. They didn't win fifty four. What are you talking about? Last year. Yeah. How many? How many games did they win last year? <laughs> they, won, they won like forty four or forty five. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. I I, I was I was not it was like counting the ten games ago, that they. Maybe. Yeah, two years ago. No, uh, they won. <laughs> the bet. I, I, for some reason, I thought the bet was 51. That's why. Oh it was 41. It was 41 or 42. Yeah, 42, yeah. 42. Um, but no, yeah, they, they won 45, 46 with 10 less games. They're going to win 50 this year. All right. Well, what do you have? I and, have and, and also, I think they're better. Now, they don't have Jamal, but I still think they're a better overall team than they were for the most part last year. Um, yeah. yeah, I'll give you that. But still, I think the West is a little bit tougher. You'll have Clay back. What is um, it? I think the I, I personally think the West has gotten worse over the last three, four years. I don't know why you think that. I mean, Golden State's back. The Clippers obviously will be without well, Kawhi. Okay, for one a short question time, I have is when is team. Clay gonna when is Clay gonna come back? That's is what he... I was looking at. I was seeing at least maybe like a December, December, January ish time frame. So kind of right around Damn. when Jamal will be back. I don't know. I, I Dallas. I'm curious to see oh, how no. good Dallas is this I don't year. Think they'll be very good. I mean, they'll be they'll make it to the playoffs. I have them in the playoffs, but yeah, I don't see. Well, I, I'm not really afraid of Dallas. I'm not afraid of Phoenix. I like Phoenix. I'm just not afraid of them. Um, I'm not sure as hell not afraid of Utah. Not afraid of the Clippers. I think you're gonna be shocked at how I have these. Uh... I'm, I'm not afraid of Portland. I'm not. I, I. The only team I'm afraid of is a healthy Golden State team. I think Golden State's the best team in the West if they're healthy. All right. Well, you have them at least fifty games. I have them between forty-eight to fifty-two. I think their ceiling is fifty-two, forty-eight-ish. What's their ceiling for you? Sixty. Oh my. Oh my gosh. Sixty games. I, I think that's their ceiling. And what I mean by their ceiling is Gosh. if if MPJ, look, 
If Jamal is back by December, January, that's going to help him. But not only that, if MPJ is playing at a above all-star level, like all-NBA level, um, like averaging 28 and 8, and Jokic is being Jokic and they're healthy for the most part, I... They can, they all look a lot of things would have to go right. That's why, like, best case scenario, right? Everything has to go right. They can win 60. <laughs> Absolutely not. If they win 60 games, I will buy you a full box of crumble. I will make that a one sided bet right now. Look, I, look I'm not saying they're going to win 60. I'm just saying I think that's their max potential this yeah, year yeah. is they can, they can I'd win say 60. Max 55. No, I mean, I, I think, look, their win percentage, what was their, what was their overall record last year? Uh, I don't know, let me look, 40, 42 and something. Uh, no, they won more than 42. Let me see. Last year they were, where is, they had a 63% win. Where's pro basketball? Looks like they had three. They were 47 and 25. They won 47 games last year? Are 47. we sure? Yeah, that sounds right. So their win percentage was 65%. Does so that check out mathematically? 20, 60, yeah. Wow. Now, in order to win, in order to win 60 games, your win percentage has to be 73%. Like I said, it's high. It's high. But if their win percentage was 65 last year, it look, I'm just saying max, like max. Um, I think I would say, let's see, 55 divided by 82 is a 67 percent win. Uh, I think I think realistically, like they've been hovering the last two years, they've been hovering right around that 63 to 65 percent win percentage. So that's why I based that's what I based it off last year. Um, that's why we made that bet. Uh, so I I don't know if they. I think I think fifty five would be a really good year. Um, I would say they should target bare minimum fifty, but if they can win anywhere between fifty and fifty five, I think that's a good year. I'm I'm looking at pro pro basketball or basketball references. Uh site for the Nuggets and it lists their all-time top 12 players in franchise history. At 11 they have Ty Lawson. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my gosh. They have Nene There's at no 7. Way, <laughs> no way Ty Lawson is number 11. That is absurd. I Nene love Ty seven. Lawson. Ty Lawson was my favorite player on that team. No way in hell is he in the top 20 in oh, Nuggets history. Nene and Ty Lawson, that is, whew, that's good. Oh, Nene drove me nuts. That dude oh, was so soft. It was unbelievable. Oh, that is, that's funny. That's good stuff. Okay. Um, wow, I didn't know they won 47 games last year. Okay. So you have them max 60, at least 50. I say between 48 and 52. Um, playoff seating wise. Um, I think they should be, I'll say four, four to five. They should be a top four seed. I, I think, I think home court advantage is something that they should, they should get. So we're both in agreement there for 
top four. You say top I, four. I think they'll be top four to five. I well, I, and look, I, if they win the amount of games that I think they can win, I think they're probably number three. Um, I think that's kind of that sweet spot that they've been in the last two years is that three spot. So, I I mean, yeah, I, I would say three or four is is probably pretty realistic. All right. Um, okay. Playoff C predictions in the West. I already did mine. So if you want me to go first while you think yours over, I can. Yeah, you can go first. Okay. I think you're going to absolutely hate mine. But Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I already think yours is crap. Um, I'm, I'm going to start from 8 to 1. So at 8, I have Dallas. I don't think they did really much of anything this offseason to improve wow. okay. past everybody. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they did much this year to improve. Um, they didn't really get Luca any help as far as I'm concerned. Obviously, a coaching change with Jason Kidd. I don't know if that's necessarily going to make them better. Um, I mean, they're pretty much rolling out the same roster that they had as last year. I mean, uh, they got Reggie Bullock in free agency, I think it was. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's not really... Anybody else? I mean, is Chris Stapps going to take a, a leap this year? Is was was it um, Carlisle that was holding him back? I don't know. I just don't think they really did much. And maybe you can have my seven and my eight as interchangeable. But I just think I'll have them at eight for right now. And maybe like Memphis and um, Sacramento might be a team to watch too for like the play-in. Zion's hurt, so we don't know how long he'll be out for. So that could take them out of the running. But I think you have like the Memphises and San Antonios. Those teams vying for that. Minnesota might be a year away from that. They'll be scrappy, though. Minnesota's an interesting one. But mm-hmm. um, I have Dallas at 8. Yeah, I love Anthony Edwards. Portland, I have at 7. Um, much like Dallas, didn't really do much, I don't think, to really shift the narrative of them and, and their contention in the West. Um, I mean, outside of Damian Lillard, I mean, bringing back Covington, um, obviously CJ McCollum. Nurkic is coming back. I think they got rid of Zach Collins. Uh, Norm Powell is going to be there. They bring in Patrick Patterson, Ben McLemore. I mean, there's just not, eh, there's just not a lot there to me that really. I mean, they bring in Larry Nance Jr., so they get a little bit more athletic. Um, so that'll be interesting. But I don't know. I kind of liked what uh, what Zach Collins brought to them. He was just never healthy. Guy who could stretch the floor. Anthony Simons who can shoot. Um, I think they, they should have never given up Gary Trent personally. I like Gary mm. Trent Jr. But yeah. Um, yeah, I have them at seven. I have Dallas at eight. I have the Clippers at six. Um, I think they're a really good team, but I think, you know, obviously not having Kawhi, I don't think they're better than any of the teams I'm going to have ahead of them. Um, and keep in mind too, like with with the West, just because you have a team at eight, I mean, that could be all of like four games separating the eighth seed from the five seed. Like we've seen that in years past. So even though you're an eight seed, that team could be like 42 and whatever. And the team that's a five seed is like 45 wins. So it's not like massive separation. I don't think, but I have Dallas, Portland, then the Clippers at six. Um, obviously with Kawhi being out, they lose Rondo. Who do they bring in? I mean, looks like Serge Ibaka is going to be healthy this year. He didn't really play too much last year. So I think that's going to help them. Uh, oh, they get Bledsoe. Eh, I mean, that's a meh kind of pickup. Hartenstein's there. He didn't really do much here. Terrence Mann, see if he can build off of a good season. Um, Justin Justice Winslow is an interesting one. That's a guy who can really defend, and he's like a sneaky good passer too. 
So I think that's going to be a solid team. I was hoping the Nuggets would kind of kick the tires on Reggie Jackson before he went back there. So I think they'll still be a really good team, competitive team. But I don't think they're better than the five that I have ahead of them. At six, this one, this one's tricky to me. Or at uh, five, sorry. At five, this one's tricky to me because at first I had them at three. But then I remembered that they have arguably one of the top three schedules in the league. And their their travel schedule isn't great. They're one of the least favorable teams in terms of how much travel that they're going to have to do and things like that. They also have post-All-Star break uh, 14 of 24 games on the road, which is tied for like four other teams for most in the league. Um, and then not, not only on top of all of that, they're coming, coming off of a finals run. And they're coming off of their best player playing in the Olympics on top of that. At five, I have Phoenix. Just because of the wear and tear, how deep they went, um, things like that. They're bringing back largely the same team. I mean, they add Landry Shamit, um, lose Javon Carter, but he didn't really play much. I think Saric is going to be out for a good portion of the year with that torn ACL. But, I mean, the core is there. I mean, you saw, obviously, Booker, CP3. We'll see if Aiton can build on that season. But I think for them, it's just going to be how much they actually played. I'm curious to see if they load manage Devin Booker a little bit early in the season just because of how much he played and how deep that finals run went and then playing in the Olympics. But strictly based off of that, because like I said, my first go at this, I had them at the three seed. But then I remembered, ah, their schedule's not very favorable, how far they went into the playoffs and things like that. I have them at five. At four, I have Denver. Um, Listen, I think they're... Nicola's going to be Nicola. I think they're still a really good all-around basketball team, even without Jamal. Hopefully, Will can stay healthy in the team for the most part. I think that's good enough for them to vie for that fourth spot. Golden State, I have three. Um, we talked about Clay a little bit ago. You know, obviously, he's probably going to be back. Maybe the earliest is December, but more likely probably January. Even then, I mean, Steph. I think Steph is going to win the MVP this year. He's just playing like he's not even close to being out of his prime. And that team's dangerous. If Wiseman can get back, I know Kamingo is hurt too. You bring back Andre Iguodala, who's familiar with their system, how they want to play. Draymond lost a little bit of weight last year, so he looks a little bit more spry out there. And then, you know, they have some solid pickups in Otto Porter Jr. And then they have that guy, uh, what is his name? I'm blanking on his name. But... They just develop shooters, man. And it's just crazy how good all of these guys can shoot. What is his name? Why am I blanking on his name? Uh, oh, Jordan Poole. I think it's Jordan Poole. Yeah. And then they also have the bigger wing too, uh, Juan Toscano-Anderson. Those guys have really developed into like solid pieces for them. So I have Golden State at three. I think they're going to hum along. The Lakers was a tough one for me. I didn't know where to pin them. I have them at two because I think they're going to start off slow, but I think in typical LeBron fashion, I think they'll they'll catch fire. My only concern is just can they stay, stay healthy because that's a lot of older bodies, a lot of injury-prone guys. LeBron's starting to – he's got, what, two or three years in a row now where he's dealt with some injuries. Russ – Mellow's older. Obviously, I don't know if AD can stay healthy for even 75% of the games. So I'm curious to see how that's going to go. But, I mean, they have a veteran team. I love what Rondo brings to their team. He he scares me for 
more than anyone on that. Well, I mean, outside of like LeBron and those guys, but I think that pickup really makes them scarier. And Dwight Howard, obviously too, which is kind of weird to say, but he's just, they, they both fit those roles so perfectly. And then first I have Utah. Um, I know it sounds crazy because they were the number one seed last year, but they have one of the easier schedules um, along with the Nuggets in terms of travel and things like that. Their front part of the schedule is super easy. Their back half is tough, but I think they'll probably build a little bit of a lead early and maybe be able to keep it down the stretch. They're bringing back largely the same team, and then they add a couple pieces in like Rudy Gay, which I think is a decent pickup for a guy coming off of the bench. Um, who else did they get? Uh, Rudy Gay. Oh, Eric Pascal um, from Golden State. I think that's a kind of quiet, solid pickup. I think they're going to be a tough team again this year. Um, now, I don't think they're going to do much in the playoffs, but that's how I have it shaking out. I have Utah 1, Lakers 2, Golden State 3, Denver 4, Phoenix 5, Clippers 6, Portland 7, Dallas at the 8th seed. Okay. Um, couple things. Uh, I don't think Utah is the 1 seed. <laughs> um, where did you have Dallas again? I had Dallas at 8. Yeah, I don't think Dallas is the eight seed either. Um, I don't think I'll say this. I don't think Portland makes the playoffs. Um, I think off of Damian alone, they make the playoffs. Barring he doesn't get traded midseason. I I I think he is traded. Um, all right, I I got my list. Um, I look the West is such a crapshoot, uh, and, and when we make this list, just because. You have, for example, just because you have Dallas as an AC doesn't mean Dallas is a bad team. Well, that, yeah, uh, that's what I said. Like, just because the West, they have them ranked there doesn't mean there's probably like right. gonna be like three or four games of separation between. Right. Like last year. Like last year, teams. yeah, just like last year. There, like last year, between three and what seven or three and six, there was like a game or two. So, yeah, it's it's kind of a crapshoot when you're trying to predict the West. But I will say this. I think as far as top-heavy, I think the West has kind of beaten each other up the last few years to where top-heavy-wise, I don't necessarily think that the West is super scary. I just think overall-wise, there's no real easy games in the West. Um, so, like, even down to the bottom, like, I don't think the Pelicans are going to be anywhere near the playoffs or the Spurs, but those are tough games. Um so that's kind of where I am at with the West. So at number, I'll, I'll give you the two that just miss out for me. Um, at nine, I have Memphis. And at 10, I have Portland. Um, those two teams just miss out. And then at eight, I actually have Minnesota. I like what Minnesota has been doing. I think if they can stay healthy this year, I think Anthony Edwards takes a step. Uh, I think Towns is going to have a good year. I really like the roster that they've built. Um, they were pretty good at the end of the year. I think they're the surprise team out of the West. Um, at seven, I got the Clippers. Just think it's going to be tough without Kawhi for a while. I like Paul George. It's just it's going to be hard to win a lot of games when you only have one guy and every other team that you're playing has two. Um at number, what am I at? Six. At number six, I got Dallas. I think I think three to six is all again within a couple of games. 
Uh, so I got Dallas at six. I think they're good enough. Like Luca is good enough to get you uh, a five or six seed in the West, just alone. I think Porzingis has been actually better in the preseason. I think I've heard some some good things about them or about him. So I think they're good enough in the regular season to uh, be a five or six seed. I have Golden State at five. I moved them down originally. I had them higher, but I don't know what to expect from Clay. And without Clay, even when they were healthy last year, obviously without Clay, they still kind of struggled. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just makes me nervous. Even when Clay gets back, I don't know how effective he's going to be. Um, I like what Golden State has done, but I just I need to know how good Clay is actually. And if they have a slow start, then when Clay comes back, it's going to be another bit of a of a struggle just to kind of integrate him back into the into the the team. So I think that's going to be a little bit more difficult. I still think they're going to be really good. By playoffs, they're a very dangerous five seed. Don't want to be playing them. Uh, at four, I got Utah. I think there's a bit of a drop off this year. I think they're going to be a great regular season team, like always. Uh, but getting the number, getting a, a, a top seed again, just seems just feels a little unlikely. I think that team kind of makes a lot of moves too, right around the the trade deadline, because uh, they probably will realize that they're just not good enough. Uh, at three, I do have the Nuggets. I think they have a really good regular season. Uh, I'm going to talk about MPJ later. I think MPJ is an all-star. At two, I got the Lakers. This was the toughest one, is is fitting the Lakers in. I I don't know because I wanted to put the Lakers at four. I wanted to put them at six. I wanted to put them at one. I do not know where the Lakers are going to be. I do not know how healthy they're going to be. Anthony Davis takes a lot of nights off, whether he's on the court or off. I I just, I, I don't trust them. Uh, I don't know how Russ and LeBron are going to do together. I, I, I just, I don't, I don't know. I, the, this, like I said, this is the one year in the West where to me, everything's up in the air. I do not, I, I, I have, I do not have a good read on the Lakers at all. Uh, and then one, I have the Suns. I think the Suns will come out motivated, um, after losing the finals, the fatigue thing. I'm not really too worried about it. Um, I think the Suns, out of all the teams in the West have the most depth. Um, which translates to regular season wins. So not necessarily playoff wins, but regular season wins, I think they have the most depth, which uh, will help them, I think. Cam Johnson has a really good year. Um, I, I'm blanking on... Uh, Mikhail Bridges. On, uh, yeah, Mikhail Bridges. I think both those guys have really good years to where even if Booker takes a night off or whatever, I think those guys step up. So I think it, they are to me, a perfect regular season team right now. It just depends on Booker and Nathan if, if they can, you know, extend that to being a really good playoff, a legit, really good playoff team. Um, but I think they're going to have a lot of motivation after everything that's been said about them and losing in the finals. I just, I think they have a lot of motivation. So that's why I have the Suns at number one. But And you had Memphis I, at eight? I have Minnesota at eight. Min- I think oh. Minnesota squeaks oh. in. I, <laughs> What? I I really <laughs> like Anthony Edwards, and I I think I think Towns has a good year. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. That, that's the surprise. I, that's my surprise team in the West. I have oh. Minnesota making the playoffs. I don't know about all that. Maybe a play-in. So you well, said that, Memphis well, missing completely. So I have Memphis at nine, and I have Portland at ten. I think those are your three playing games. Oh my gosh! I don't games. know if Minnesota's that good. 
I I think Minnesota sneaks in. I just I really like Anthony Edwards, um, and I think Towns has a really good year. I think I think Towns kind of has that resurgence type of year. I mean they they have they have they interesting have pieces. They you have know, D'Angelo, Cat. I'm I'm still a Malik Beasley fan. Well, here, um, here's here's so it's not necessarily Minnesota either. I just I can't I don't know I don't know about Memphis. I like I love John Morant. Just no one else on that team intrigues me at all. And those to me those are the two teams I I think Dame gets traded. So I I I think I I'm giving them I'm being nice by putting them at ten. I don't think they're even near that. I think maybe New Orleans is at ten or something. Um, I I think Dame gets traded. I think it's a disaster of a year for Portland. Well, if he doesn't get traded, because I just did this as with even if he does, I I think they barely make the playoffs. If they do, I think they're in. I think again they're in that group of playing teams. Okay. Um. All right. Going with the East. Um. So just to recap yours. You have Phoenix, L.A., Denver, Utah, Golden State, Dallas, Clippers, Minnesota. Um, yeah. I just, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm worried. If I was a Phoenix fan, I'd be worried just about how much mileage is on Booker. And I would want to at least ease him in the earlier part of the regular season. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that's just a lot. It's another, it's not as condensed as the off seasons before, but it's still a condensed off season, deep run. Uh, I'm just a little worried about that, but okay. Eastern conference. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Uh, you can go first. Okay. Um, starting with number eight, I have the Knicks. Um, I don't really think they did too much to really improve their chances. I mean, obviously, Julius Randle gets most improved player. You know, that's nice and everything. But I think we learned in the playoffs, he's not an actual one. You know, he can't be your main guy. And I think that's pretty much what we all realized there. RJ Barrett, I mean, he didn't really show up too much in the playoffs. Um, obviously you keep pretty much the same core. You bring in Evan Fournier. It was, Evan wasn't there in the playoffs. I don't think, I think he was in Boston. Um, you're pretty much bringing back the same squad at that point. Um, uh, you add Kemba Walker. So that could be an interesting dynamic. I just think that's a weird team. Uh, also coached by Thibodeau. I don't really have high hopes for them. Um, they do get, uh, did they draft Deuce McBride? I think they did get Deuce McBride. Um, so an interesting scoring punch off the bench if they play him a lot. Um, but I have them at eight at seven. Listen, once, once I saw their off season, I knew they were going to be in the playoffs somewhere. I don't know if they will be a high seeded team, but I think they'll make it. I have Chicago Caruso, Lonzo, you get Zach Levine, Vucevic, another like an off season with that team. You add DeMar DeRozan. I think that's an interesting team to watch. I don't know if they go far in the East, but I think for sure that's a playoff-worthy team. Um, I have them at seven. I don't know if they'll be better than you know the teams I'll have ahead of them, obviously, but I think that'll be a fun team to watch in the playoffs and a fun team to keep an eye on all year. They've absolutely like obliterated some teams in the preseason. It's preseason, I get it. But uh, there's some things to be happy about if you're a Bulls fan after the past, what, like five or six years of just depression um that's hit that city uh at seven or excuse, excuse me at six i have the celtics that that just to me feels like a team that's kind of flatlining um you know obviously you have jason tatum jalen brown outside of that and i think they brought back al horford this year if i'm not mistaken um in the offseason 
it just doesn't feel like a team that's really doing much to get better. Uh, I mean, Wancho got there. Um, you trade Kemba, he's no longer there. I mean, I just, I'm looking at the roster and Marcus Smart, Schroeder goes there on a free agent deal. I mean, I think that's a good team, solid team, but I don't know if that's a championship worthy team. I don't know if they make the Eastern Conference finals like they did or um yeah they were were they in the eastern conference or they were in the divisional I forgot which one they went to um Enos Cantor goes there but good team solid team I don't think they make too much headway at uh five I have the Sixers it's a weird situation with Ben Simmons I'm assuming he ends up staying there that's probably not going to be the case but even then I mean, if they, I guess if they trade for Dame, then I'd probably rethink this and probably move them up higher. Um, I just, I don't know. You can't really trust Joel Embiid to stay healthy. Um, I mean, you get Andre Jump Drummond there, who, okay, fine. You had some more depth at your big spot. But outside of that, I mean, Tobias Harris seems like he's kind of underperformed that contract that they signed him to a few years ago. I mean, you get another year of Danny Green, who is the worst, best three-point shooter of all time. Like, for a specialist, he has to be the worst specialist of all time. I mean, I feel like I see him miss more threes than make more threes, which in his early days with San Antonio was the exact opposite. I mean, Maxi gets another year. I'm just not too high on the 76ers. I think they'll be there, but I don't, I don't know if they'll be that great. Um, at four, I have the Atlanta Hawks. I think they build off of... Their solid playoff run last year, bringing largely the same team back, right? I don't know if they've made any huge improvements in the offseason. Um, but I think Trey Young builds on another year. You know, obviously Bogdanovich got hurt in the playoffs, so that doesn't help. A lot of people are high on the Sharif Cooper draft pick that they were able to, to get. A lot of people think that that was a steal, so it's it'll be interesting to see how he fits in and what he can bring. But Atlanta's a fun team. They can score. They can shoot. Um, defensively, I don't know how strong they'll be, but they'll be one to watch. So I have them at four. Miami, I think with the addition of Kyle Lowry, um, that's just going to be a, a dog of a team to play against defensively. Offensively, they still pack a lot of punch to score. Don't know if they're necessarily, necessarily going to shoot you out of the gym, but they're going to out-hustle you, just defend you well. I think they're going to be a fun team to watch. I have them at three. Brooklyn, I have at two for obvious reasons, just KD and Harden alone. Outside of that, I'm really worried about what their depth is and whatever the Kyrie situation is. I still think they're just, you know, at least two seed worthy with uh, Harden and KD alone. And then I have Milwaukee at one. Not much changes there. They lose PJ Tucker, but for the most part, bringing back the same squad. So I have Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Miami, Atlanta, Philly, Boston, Chicago, New York. Okay. I think we all, we have the same teams. Um, I think for the most part, it's, I, I think I, I have a couple of teams swapped with you, but for the most part, I think it's the same. So at eight, I got the Knicks. Uh, I wanted to, I wanted to put Charlotte at eight. I mean, just yeah, to kick the Knicks out. they were playing team last year. I mean, they were close. Yeah, and, and just to kick the Knicks out, I think it'd be funny if the Knicks missed the playoffs. Um, at seven, I got Boston. I, I, I love Jason Tatum. Um, I, I love Brown, but I just, just feels like a team that's not going anywhere. Yeah, they just seem to be going backwards. Um, at six, I think this is going to be the biggest surprise for you. I, I have Miami. Okay. I, I know they, they made a lot of moves 
do you go out and get Kyle Lowry? I just, I don't know. They seem so old, and <laughs> I just, I'm not as big of a Jimmy Butler fan as, as most, so I have them at six. At five, I have the Bulls. I think the Bulls have a really good year. Um, I love the Lonzo pickup for them, DeRozan. I think Zach Levine has a really good year. They have a good team. I have the 76ers at four. That that's again. I, I think I think it's same. I, same as you probably. I, they're they're the most difficult team to pick in the East because we just don't know what's going to happen with them. I think everything kind of just stays neutral in a way. So that's why I just kind of have them right in the middle at four. Uh, and then I have the Hawks at three. I think Atlanta has a really good year. I think they're kind of built for the regular season as well. I don't know if they're a contender in. I don't think they're a contender in these. I just think they're a one of the better regular season teams in the East. Um, and then I have the Nets at two and the the Bucks at, at one. I mean, the Nets, I, look, KD and, and, and Harden, they're going to take nights off. Their depth isn't good. They're not built for the regular season. So they're still going to be a two seat, but they're going to drop some silly games. So, um, and the Bucks are really good. They're just a really good regular season team. So um, go Bucks number one. All right, so yeah, we pretty much have the same teams there. You just have some things moving around. Obviously, I have Boston one spot ahead. Um, and honestly, if I had to think, I mean, yeah, I, it's probably more likely Chicago's ahead of Boston, honestly. Because I just, it just, that just feels like a weird team. We'll see if things are different now that, um, uh, what was the coach's name? Oh my gosh, why am I spacing, spacing on his name? But he goes from being the coach to the, to the GM yeah. now. Um, yeah. who was there. I don't know what it is. I'm Brad Steven. Yeah, Stevens. So, yeah, he goes to the front office now. Um, so maybe that shakes things up. But, I mean, again, it's just – I mean, they have two really good players. But, I mean, outside of that, it just kind of feels like, eh, what are we really doing here? Um, okay. Predicting the conference finals and then the ultimate NBA finals. Um so in the Western Conference Finals, I have Denver. Originally, I had them losing in the first round the first time I did this. I have Denver and Golden State facing off in the first round. Um, I think Denver faces off with Phoenix if I'm going just off of how I seeded things. I think they'll face Phoenix in the first round in that 4-5 matchup. Um, I think they beat Phoenix in 6 or 7. I'm assuming Jamal's healthy. You know, Again, assuming things are healthy and regular. I think they can beat him in 6 or 7. Um, I have Golden State making it on the other side of the bracket. At that point, I have Golden State, and I'd say about five, five or six. Um, I just don't like that matchup for Denver. And it's really just Steph, honestly. He's just so hard to to control, to contain. Even though I think Denver's probably the better overall team, Steph just changes everything about that series, and really every series he plays. And he just scares me. Um, honestly, now if the Nuggets are probably firing on all cylinders and you know they're playing what they were kind of like post trade deadline last year, then maybe it's a different story. But at first glance, I would say Golden State, Denver, and then probably Golden State in six. Who do you have in the Western Conference Finals? So you have you have Golden State and Denver in the Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the Warriors making it to the finals. Yes. Wow. Okay. Um, let's see. I, I'm, I'm going through mine real quick. So uh, I would have the Suns versus Timberwolves. Tim, uh, I think the Suns win that series. 
the Lakers, Clippers. I think the Lakers win that series. I would have the Nuggets and the Mavericks. I'll take the Nuggets. And I would have Utah Warriors. I would take the Warriors. So then in the second round, I would have Suns Warriors. I would take the Warriors there. Um, and then I would have Nuggets, Lakers, Jesus. Um, <laughs> man, I don't know. It, it, it's hard to know if Jam- like where Jamal is at. Because uh, like I said, I think MPJ has a great year. I just don't think he's going to have that same impact in the playoffs. Um, I think they're going to need Jamal to be 100%. I, I'm going to bank that the Lakers have some weird injuries and the Nuggets are healthy and Jamal's good to go. I'm going to say Nuggets win. Uh, and I have the Warriors. Same thing. I have the Warriors and Nuggets the way my bracket worked out. Nuggets, Warriors. I, I, I have a weird feeling, man. I, I'm going to go Nuggets. I just I, I know I, I said in past, in past podcasts that to me, this is not a year where the Nuggets can win a championship. It's next year and the year after that. That's the window in my mind. I just, for some reason, I have a weird feeling about this. Uh, the West is so open. I don't fully trust the Warriors right now. I, I don't fully trust Clay. And look, that can easily change six months or four or five months from now, right? Like, mm-hmm. we don't know. You know, if I, if Clay comes out and he's good to go and, and they're hitting on all the cylinders and they're healthy, then yeah, the Warriors probably beat the Nuggets. If the, you know, if Jamal's not really quite there yet and you know mpj struggles in the playoffs again then maybe the nuggets lose to the lakers in the second round i just i don't trust the lakers i trust here's the thing okay i'm going off of trust i don't i i trust i trust the nuggets more than the lakers i trust the nuggets more than the warriors just based off injuries and I trust the Nuggets over the Suns if it came down to that. Just off of talent. I I'm gonna go Nuggets in the finals. I, I, I don't want I and here's the thing, I hate that pick. I hate that pick. I just I cannot pick I cannot pick the Warriors or the Lakers to beat them right now. I just can't. Alright. So what do you have? Denver winning over Golden State? Yeah. I I the West is wild this year. I I think out of any year, th- this is the most open. Like last year, it was it wasn't necessarily open because of all the injuries. I think this year is just wide open. I anyone, the Warriors can come out of the West, the Suns can come out of the West, the Nuggets, the Lakers. Hell, I I I wouldn't be shocked if Kawhi comes back and the Clippers get to the finals. Like, I shoot the Utah Utah Jazz can make a run. I don't know. I all of these guys can all of these teams can make a crazy run. It just depends. I think a lot of it depends on do the young guys take over or is it the, or does the old guard just hold on for one more year? Like that's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea. I'm leaning towards more of the young, young teams. I'm going to go nuggets. I, it's a weird, it's a weird gut feeling that I have. All right. So you have, we both have golden state and Denver in the Western conference finals. You have Denver making it. I have the warriors making it. In the East, I think, I'll say this: I think it's more likely the Nuggets don't get to the fi- the Western Conference Finals than they are to lose in the Western Conference Finals. Okay, I think they either get to the finals or they lose in the second round. 
Uh, I don't think they lose them. I think if they can, I think if they get to the conference finals, I think they get to the finals. Okay. We shall see. Okay, in the uh, the eastern side of things, um, in my eastern conference finals, I have Milwaukee and Miami. And maybe I'm just crazy for being this high on Miami. Um, no nets? No nets. Um, I just don't think they have a lot of depth. I just don't. I really don't. Um, now, I think that Brooklyn can get there off of Kevin and James alone, for sure. But, I mean, outside of that, they have no bigs. Uh, I mean, Paul Millsap's going there. I think outside of Claxton and LaMarcus Aldridge coming back, but, I mean, is he, after taking some time off, is, is he going to be anywhere near respectable? Um, I think Blake Griffin is going back there, but, I mean, they just don't have a lot there. And now, if Kyrie was going to play, then I'd say it's different. But as it stands right now, if Kyrie's not going to play, no, I don't have the, the Nets making it. I have Milwaukee and Miami. Um, I think Milwaukee's just, or Miami's just going to be one of those teams where they don't wow you offensively, but they're just going to get in you. They're, they're just going to be hard to beat four times in a series. And they have enough scores. And I, I'm with you. I'm not, I'm not wild about Jimmy Butler. Like, I like Jimmy Butler. He's a, he's a good player. Um, but I think he's kind of inconsistent. I don't know if he can be the best player on your team, but just as a team, I just feel like they'll they'll mesh well defensively. They can get after you with all the athleticism that they have now. They also get one of the Morris brothers, um, which those guys are sneaky good scorers and defenders. You know, just bodies to throw at guys. So I have Milwaukee and Miami making it um, to the Eastern Conference Finals, and then outside of that. I think Milwaukee's just too tough. Um, you know, Giannis, I don't I'm curious to see if we saw him take a step with his free throw shooting, but also his jump shooting. Uh, is that something you can rely on him to do more consistently? I think they've really found something with the core of Giannis, Middleton, and Drew Holiday. Uh, that's a team, even though they lost uh PJ Tucker to Miami. You know, Bobby Portis seems to fill in nicely for the roles that they need him to play, bringing back largely the same team. I would go Milwaukee and probably five or six there. Okay. So Bucks Warriors. Bucks Warriors. Which that would be a fun series, I think. Yeah. Um, okay. In the East. Let's see, I got obviously the Bucks getting past round one. I would have the Bulls beating Philly. Bucks beat Bulls, get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I would have the Nets and the Hawks in the second round. I'm going to go Nets winning that one. I'm going to have Nets, Bucks in the Conference Finals. I'm going to go Bucks. So I got the Nuggets and Bucks. Ah, and we get the two best superstars to play in the Finals. The two Giannis last, the Jokic. two previous MVPs make it to the NBA Finals. That would be a fun Finals to watch too. Giannis versus Jokic. Yeah, it would be. It would be exciting. Yeah, it'd be exciting as hell. <laughs> that would be. I mean, not just I, from like a fun I, standpoint, I, but I absolutely. You know what? Just to make things even in my head, I got the Bucks beating the Nuggets in six. See, I think if they matched up, I think the Nuggets would beat them. I don't see. I, I don't even want to think about it. I'm gonna pick the Bucks. I think the Nuggets would. Now, I, it would be I, close I, series, but I hate I hate my picks. I, I just I hate it. I, I I hate the West. 
I, I do not have a. I don't trust any of them. I just trust the Nuggets slightly more because yeah, well, it's Jokic. Each team has a question mark, right? I mean, for well, Utah is probably the only team that doesn't really have the biggest question mark. I don't think. Yeah, but it's Utah. I, <laughs> I I'll say this: the Nuggets out of the out of the West teams have the best closers. Um, if Jamal's healthy. They have the. Yeah. They're the they're the best closing team. Yeah, I'll they're the that. best closing yeah. team. Oh, with Phoenix, and I that's think is a close second. And, and and that's why. And who? Phoenix is a close second. Chris Paul, Devin Booker. I'd say yeah, close. Second. Yeah, I I think they're second, and I would put the probably the Lakers at three. Um, eh, I put yeah. the Warriors at three yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, three, and then Lakers at four. But I just. I just I don't trust Clay's injury. I'm not sure about Clay. I think he'll be fine. I think you're putting way too much stock into this. He's not an explosive player. <laughs> He's a shooter. Yeah, but okay. Here's my other thing because I I love maybe the Warriors defensively. Maybe is where I you'll just, see the drop. I was I was just gonna go that way where I, I where where is Golden State gonna play any defense? So like yeah, you got Draymond, but I mean the dude's like 80 years old already. I. I just there's no one in the West that I I fully trust, and it just feels like out of the all the teams that are the closest to breakthrough, it's the Nuggets. But I hate that pick because I don't want to pick the Nuggets. I just I don't think their window is here yet. I just I I don't know. I, I got I got the Bucks winning the the NBA Finals. Giannis goes back to back. He beats whoever goes comes out of the West. That'd be something. But I really think the Nuggets could beat the Bucks. I mean, I think the Bucks could beat the. Nuggets I don't want to think but... about it. I don't want to think about it. I'm going to go Bucks. If the Nuggets can get to the form that it, they it were at post trade so, deadline, it makes me so angry that I'm taking the Nuggets in the finals. I just, I don't. I, I got you know what? Screw the West. I got the Bucks and I got the Bucks winning the championship, and that's it. <laughs> no resistance. All right, you have Bucks. I would say I have. Um, I don't know who I'd pick. I mean, I Milwaukee, Golden State. I think I think the Bucks would be Golden State. Um, I think they have a size advantage. I think they have the defensive advantage. I think they would trap the hell out of Steph. Well, it depends on like. I mean, if James Drew Wiseman Holiday, can play, I think that gives him size. Kaminga. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I just Looney. Drew Holiday could could play one on one with Steph. I it's just I don't know. I feel like that's a bad matchup for Golden State. Yeah, but if they get those shots falling. Who stops falling? Giannis? Who stops Giannis? Oh, There's no one on fair. on Golden State that could even slow him down. Fair, but And that's what happened to Phoenix. They didn't have anyone that could slow Giannis down. Once Giannis got going, he was unstoppable. And that's the, that's the thing. I think the one team that matches up against the Bucks the best in the whole league is the Lakers. But I don't know if the Lakers match up well against they. I don't think they match up well against the the Nuggets. I don't think they match up well against the Suns, and I don't think they match up well against the Warriors. Like the Lakers match up well. If the Lakers were in the East, yeah, they'd get to the finals. It's weird. State. I think I'm going to go Golden State in that, just because of how great Steph is in that shooting. All right, that's interesting. It'll be fun to look back at that uh, come playoff time. Um, we both have expectations for the Nuggets, you know, around that top four seed-ish, somewhere around there. 
Um, okay, bold predictions for the Nuggets. Um, I know yours originally was MPJ will be an all-star. No, yeah, it's not of, even bold anymore. Yeah, right? I think for me, it'll be that he'll be an all-NBA player. Um, maybe that's third team, but I think he does make it to an all-NBA player. Um, it's really kind of hard. I was thinking about like different bold predictions, and I was like, man, it's kind of hard to think of any throw the Nuggets. Uh, my other one was Jokic would average a triple-double in the postseason. Not necessarily for the season, but I think in the postseason he'll average a triple-double. Okay. I, f- I don't know. Uh, it's hard to come up with bold predictions right now. I was thinking of maybe, like, is there a Bones one? But, I mean, Malone's already come out and said, you know, he's going to he's gonna play. He's earned it. So, I mean, it's not like, oh, Bones is going to break into the lineup. Well, okay, he's, he's I got already... one. I got one. Bones will break, will, will start. Bones will start 15 games this year. Uh, I don't know. A- injury? <laughs> I mean, I guess, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I look. I'll stick with MPJ. I, I MPJ will be an All NBA second teamer. Oh. Uh, he'll be an All Star, and he will average minimum twenty six points per game and eight rebounds. Interesting. Going All MPJ, and and MPJ will lead the lead, lead the team in points. Points per game. Interesting. I'm going All MPJ. I think this is the MPJ year. We had, we had the Jokic year last year. I think MPJ has a massive year, and I think I think Jamal, I I think I think Jamal will have will kind of control the playoffs. I think that's where you'll see Jamal just blow up again. I mean, well, we saw it, you know two years ago, whatever, or a year ago technically. Um, but yeah, I, I think MPJ is the perfect guy to lead them in the regular season. I think Jamal is their closer in the postseason, along with Jokic, obviously. I just, I, I just think the Nuggets, when healthy, have the perfect recipe. I just, when they're perfectly healthy, they might be the best all-around team in the NBA. I'll say this: the one concern I have about the Nuggets, and this is something that they should be looking at the trade deadline. I think they take care of it at the trade deadline. I really hope is a backup center. Honestly, if you could go and maybe trade back for Mason Plumlee, I'll take it. I just, they need a backup center. That's the only concern I have for them. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because I did this last year. So I wanted to do it again this year. I have my burning questions before the season starts. And one of those questions is, will the Nuggets regret going small this year? Um, I mean, the backup is, is Zeke. One of the greens. Um, I don't think Peter Cornelius is going to play. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's what our backup center is looking like. Uh, Zeke Naji, Jamichael or Jeff Green. I mean, maybe, and this is a huge stretch, maybe if you need bowl in a pinch, maybe. But, um, yeah, I, will they regret going small? That's a question I have because that's that's really the glaring concern i have in addition to can the bench figure out their issues because in preseason from what i was able to see and kind of just take note of the bench is having some trouble scoring right now uh, which is what they struggled with last year once Jokic goes to the bench bench all all the whole water breaks through the dam and everything just destroys itself so 
I'm questioning that as well, but will they regret regret going small? That's a question that I have. Um, Another one, will Malone keep his word about resting Jokic, and will Jokic let him? Uh, They were talking about that, and then the other night, in the first game versus OKC, (laughs) Malone puts the starters back in to try and win a preseason game, and Jokic ends up playing 30 minutes in a preseason game. I'm like, what are we doing? What are we doing? So are they going to stick to that? I don't know. It doesn't seem like it. Their first test, they didn't. It was a preseason game. So I'm curious to see if that actually is a consistent thing throughout the year. Um, Another question I have, is Aaron Gordon improved offensively? Um, One thing that Mike Singer wrote about when he talked to him is that Aaron Gordon was disgusted with how he played in the playoffs. I didn't think he played particularly great either in that Phoenix series. Um, He was said to have been working on his three-point shot. I know Jermichael Green said his confidence in shooting the three was noticeably different in camp. Um, So I'm curious to see if he's added added anything different to his game that can help this team. Because, listen, if he can shoot 35%, 37% from three, I mean, that's dangerous. Because teams are going to shade off of him and help when he's sitting in the corner. If he can knock those down at a respectable rate then, I mean, that just makes them that much more difficult to try and guard. Another question feels like we have to ask this too many times. Will Will, 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 will Barton stay healthy? I mean, he rolled his ankle earlier in the preseason. He seemed to be fine. He closed out the preseason, played um, the other night. He looked fine when I was watching. Can he stay healthy? It's been cores. It's been groin. It's been ankles. I mean, can he keep it together for a full season? Because this team's going to need him with Jamal out, um, he's going to provide a scoring punch that they're going to need at times. And we know at times that he's really the aggressor that kind of gets things going and gets the, the wheels moving. They need him to stay healthy. And I hope he can, because I mean, he just got re-upped to a new deal. Um, another question I have, we know Malone is how he is with young guys. Are things really going to be different with bones this time around? It sounds like it. It sounds like Malone saying he earned a spot. He's going to play, but, we just saw in the preseason the other night, last game versus OKC, Bones had a few tough stretches defensively and he got yanked from the game. So, again, are things going to be different with, with Malone when it comes to certain things and how he handles stuff? I'm curious to see that. Um, we already talked about if, if the Nuggets are going to regret going small. And then, like, the last three that I have, which are really the biggest ones, the first one, is this team really as nails in the clutch? Tough in the clutch, in the playoffs, as we saw in the bubble. We got a glimpse of that in their first year. And then in the second year, you know, obviously with this bubble and everything like that, I mean, we didn't, I mean, we saw them really grow up, but can they, they didn't have to do that in packed arenas. Now, for the most part, you're going to have these packed arenas back. Can they do that? Can they deliver in those moments when you're going to have to? Um, We didn't really necessarily see them, go down 3-1 so that was good last year uh, but can they can they be as clutch as we've seen them in certain moments that's what I have a question about uh, will Jamal look to be himself um, if he's 80% of what he was I think that's helpful but I'm just hoping one they don't rush him back and two that he's ready when he is when he is back and that you know there's not a lot on his plate and then Three, I think the biggest question surrounding this team is just, is MPJ ready for the next step? 
because I think he's the guy. I mean, we've talked about it. Jokic can get them there. Jamal can probably get them to the finals. And then now it's MPJ might be the guy to put them over the top in the finals. So is he ready for that next step? Is he ready to take on the, the role that Jamal had of being that guy when Jokic can't deliver, when he's getting doubled, when he's having an off night? So I'm interested to see how these questions are going to be answered as the year goes. But uh, we're in for another wild nugget season. I'm preparing my, my soul mentally, spiritually. I'm sure Malone is taking his heart medications to prepare his heart. Um, it's, I can't believe we're already here. <laughs> Wednesday. Wednesday is when we kick things off. It's crazy. Yep. I, I mean, I think as far as the one that stuck out to me, I well, one, I do think Bones breaks the, the rotation. I've never heard Malone talk about a young player like like Bones. That is true. Or like he has with Bones. And even with MPJ. Like, even with Jamal, by the way. Um, yeah, Bones. I think Bones is going to be, like, one of the biggest surprises uh, around the league. Um, but as far as MPJ goes, I th- I think for him, as far as has he taken the next step, that question for me is is the playoffs. I think the regular season, we know what he can do in the regular season. Um, when Jamal was out, he averaged over 25 a game and, you know, seven, eight rebounds, whatever he did. So I we, we know he's going to come out and he's going to be really good. I mean, you can see in the preseason, even when he doesn't shoot the ball well, he still puts up 20. So and that's with limited minutes. He's, he's going to be fine. I think the biggest thing over the course of the season is, is how do the Nuggets close out games without Jamal? Mm. And that's one of the biggest things that I said last year when Jamal went down. What happens with that? Is it Will and Jokic? Is it... Because Jokic is obviously going to be in there, but as a center, you are limited. Like, Jokic is not as limited as, as, other, as most centers, but he's still limited. So who is that other guy that can you can give the ball to and say, hey, we just need you to hit a shot? We, we need you to hit a three here. Um, usually it's Jamal. So who, who is that guy uh, until Jamal gets back? Is it Will? Is it Bones? Is it, is it MPJ? Like, who, who is it? And does MPJ want to be that guy? Because to me, at the end of, the la- of, of last season and into the playoffs, to me, he didn't want to be that guy. So what is it? You know, the, can he be... That guy, does he want to be that guy? I think that's the biggest question for MPJ. But regular season-wise and through, you know, 42 minutes of the game, uh, he's going to be great. It's just the last five minutes, who is he? Who is MPJ? Mm-hmm. We're fixing to find out, as Gary Kubiak once said. Um, but it all starts on Wednesday, Phoenix Suns, game one in Phoenix. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we're here. So that's going to do it for us today. We thank you guys for tuning in. I think I might split these into two episodes because, I mean, we're close to two and a half hours of <laughs> podcast here. So I might just split these uh, since we previewed so much. But that will do it for us today. Brandon Stoll on the other side. I'm Stephen Preach Jr. This has been the Behind the Glass Sports Podcast. <laughs>
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.